Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. By the master, that stench! I deserve not such noisome companions. Well, don't look at me. I bathe. Well, 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 what do we have here? Another episode of Core. Yes, that's right. Core episode 404. That doesn't mean it's not found. It means it's just episode 404. Keep your dumb internet jokes to yourselves, listeners. I wasn't thinking it. Oh. I don't yeah. think well, I didn't think of it until you said it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think this is like a, whatever you do, don't mention the war. The oh. mark on my face and uh, nobody had noticed since you're trying to sell SSL certificates or something. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, uh it just hit me today as we were getting ready for this. It's like, oh, there's been 404 of these. Isn't that funny? The fi- the show is not found. But no, it is found. And here's what else is found. I got to show you guys this. So, uh, uh, sorry, me Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz and John Jagger are here. And where is it? Here it is. Nope. Where did I put it? I put it somewhere else. I can't find it. My Elite controller that I bought for on sale. Elite 2, Series 2 controller. <laughs> you bought uh, for on sale. I bought for on sale. Uh, that thing, I would like to buy for on sale as well. Th- I can afford on sale. Those things are kind of a tank. As you know, John, you got a first gen of that thing, I think. And uh, yeah. you know, it's just a beastie monster, those controllers. I've had it for a while, but um, something happened during the week. I have So here in my office, I have a kind of a hard floor. It's, it's, a, it's, it's tiled, but it's hard. It's a, it's a solid surface. There's nothing gushy uh-huh. about it. <laughs> it's not like your normal <laughs> shitty surface. Yeah, right. The floor is hard. There's no sponginess. There's no... I don't even have... There's not even a layer. Turned into bragging real quick. <laughs> there, I don't want to brag, but this floor is hard. This floor is hard, See, man. It's seen some stuff. It's not soft. That's you can right. talk about this floor. It ain't going to get in its feelings about it. I don't even have that layer of like cushion that you put under your carpet, whatever that stuff's called. I don't even know what that's called. Um, whatever that is, does not even have that. It's just really like, it may as well be cement. And I got to be careful with my things that I don't want to break because if I drop them, they'll hit this hard surface and break in various ways. So earlier I dropped my elite controller and I, it was like slow motion because I put my foot out and went, and the thing went down smashed into my big toe, which still hurts. Didn't break it or anything, but it still hurts. Yeah, that was, that was a hard toe, too. I know. It's a very hard toe. And then, and then... <laughs> was, it to the make, big, was it the big toe? Hang on. Yeah, big toe, big toe. 
big, big it, do you toe. have this problem? Like, I find as I get older, my big toe is like, like well, the toenail is insane. Well, you mean like large like, or like <laughs> thick, thick, and just like, like gnarly, know, like, uh, like I could cut a starship in two with it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, my rest of my toenails are like. Kind of normal toenails. My fingernails, kind of normal. My big toenail, for, for some reason, are like, you know, this is just me. I'm just like, sometimes I'm, I'm looking like, at mine right now. I'm why like, is my toenails, big toenail, so damn thick? Like, it's. I'm looking at it right now. My big toe is kind of normal. Mother Nature's ridiculous. You Mine's know? pretty normal. It's not huge or gnarly. It's like, uh, okay. well, the one that I hit is purple and blue because I bruised it. But this one's fine. But this thing bounces and goes flying across the room and smacked onto the hard surface anyway and broke the shell off. Okay, uh, so no. it popped off and laid there and it's looking sad. So I thought, well, what was the point of me putting my foot out? I was going to hit the ground no matter what. I don't think I solved anything. And now I'm hurt and I have a broken controller. Here's the good news. Those controllers can take a beating, dude. Even though that thing had come off, all I had to do was clamshell it together. Went right back together. No yeah. problem. Nothing broke. No pieces. Nothing Worked like a champ, no issues. So take that. Oh, so good quality then. Like it broke apart, but still works just great. Yeah. Unlike their PR cycle right now, Microsoft's controllers are holding together extremely well. So uh, the older generations used to say, can take a licking and keep on ticking. That's right. That was a Timex commercial, I believe, if I have that correct. Someone in the chat says you have, uh, you have toenail fungus. <laughs> We're not talking about fungus. Just because I have a thick toenail doesn't mean there's fungus on it. <laughs> I don't think Although you do either. I think what are just... the signs of toenail fungus? Uh, I don't know. I've never had it, so I don't know. What are we looking at here, folks? Although, if you want to talk annoying ass. Fungus. I've got a story on that category, but I don't know if we want to uh, talk about. I it. think we're good. Yeah, we'll probably probably be. <laughs> I got a show. I think I got a yeast. I think I got a yeast infection this week. Really? Where? In my in my armpit. Ew. Oh, geez. Yeah. Hello. I Where? think it's gone now. But I was like, I was like, it was, it was just a red spot, and it smelled like shit. And I was like, Hey, mom, what's this? And she's like, Yeah, it's a yeast infection. Wow. I was like, Oh, okay. All right, I found toenail fungus. Do you want to do you want to see this and see if it matches? Didn't know that could no. happen, but now it happens. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, I want to see if Bo has it. I want to see if DM, Bo. You guys have it. So you DM boys Bo. never had a you never had a yeast infection, you guys? Uh, no, my. Okay. Um, well, this is a first for me too. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> last I checked, I have to talk to somebody about it. Last I checked, I never, I've never had one that I know of. But um, I, it sounds like what you're talking about is at least possible. It's not just related to uh, you know the ladies in their in their private areas. <laughs> oh, I just no, sent you a picture no. of that. Is that how your toe looks? <laughs> is that your toe? Hey, go. Let me see. I just sent it to you. I private. Four? I private oh, sent private. it. Because John didn't want to. No, see those look like mummy. They're lich toes. Like they're. No, it's just it's just thick. It's just thick. It's just thick. Like, like if you toes. just measure it from thickness, like think of thick. Like my nails are I like you know, whatever. Yeah, but my to my big toenails are like thick as hell. Like just thick. You know what? Because like a big old steak knife. You know. Because we've come this far with this discussion, I think I'm going to play one of our calls early. Because it's about this very thing that we're doing right now. That's terrible. Okay, so I'm going to let him, I'm going to do him now. Here, here he is. Hey, guys, this is JV calling for the core health hour. Um, that is apparently now the front of every core show. Um, I'm just calling in regards to the ADD, ADD conversation that you guys had. Um, I just got diagnosed 
for the first time uh, about a year and a half, two years ago at the age of 35. So there's lots I could say about that. But I just want to point out one thing that I think uh, maybe Scott could, could consider. Um, you have a category called favorite games to play during meetings. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, we're roasting Scott now. All right, have a good one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the health That's hour, true. everyone. Um, That's yeah. true. Scott is the one who says that, and everybody else laughs at him, and he looks at us like, why are you laughing? Yeah. Does not everybody play video games during their meetings? Yeah, I don't know why I yeah, I don't know why I do that or why it's even a thing for me, but I like to have a second screen for stuff, you know? And when I'm playing games, I like to have a second screen with old TV shows or something on it. So, I do mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do yeah. that too. Yeah. So sometimes there's a there's a little bit of go back and forth on that and I don't think that automatically means I should be diagnosed as having attention deficit disorder, but No, but like that test you had us take last week, it's a sign. It is a sign. One of many signs pointing in a direction. It's a sign of something. All right, Bo, I found an alternative toenail. John, this isn't gross. So I'm just going to put it in the main group here. All right. Mm-hmm. This is not a fungus. This is just a big, thick toenail. Is that more I like what we're really doing? I don't really want to see any toenails. Yeah, I though. mean... Is that closer you know, to that? It's closer to the idea. We need to see thickness, but I can tell <laughs> that bigger toenail's thick. You know, like... I need a frontal shot. Yeah, full frontal toenail. I don't like. So why I are put, they letting it grow so much? All the other toenails are like right up there against the base, but that one, they're like, nah, it's the special so toe. I I clip my toenails right, and and when I clip all my toenails, I get it in one or two, you know, mm-hmm. clip clip. Yeah, big toenail. Try like fifteen. Jeez, I'm just like I'm like fifteen. Please tell me you're being hyperbolic with no, no, like fifteen because it won't. Toenails, toenail clippers are not sharpened. They're not designed to be super sharp. They don't need to be. They do for my big toenail because I'm like oh Scott, (laughs) no. (laughs) Sorry. I got rid of it. I put a really thick, gnarly one in there, and then I deleted it. It was mostly for John. Can you just send it to me privately? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. John could be on hot ones. Can't take a toenail. Don't put him on toenail. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Don't put him on toe ones. Don't put him on toe ones. (laughs) I don't want people near my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's a rough one. (laughs) I just wondered if it was that thick or something. Jeez. Because it's pretty thick. It's it's not... It's not... uh, decomposing <laughs> well this is good news then it means you have healthy toes and you're fine you're not there's no sign of other you know disease or illness here you're good yeah it's it's just too thick and i gotta chew through it it's like uh, with the toenail what? clipper no. wait with the, with the wait. toenail clipper okay. with the toenail clipper <laughs> hold on yeah I'm... thick oh, i got too big of a belly to bring my mouth up to my my toes up to my mouth not that i've tried but you know is it that thick i just i, sent you I don't one. i don't stretch good easy is it as thick as what i just sent you actually no that's quite thick okay. it's not definitely not that thick but yeah you're gonna need a um what <laughs> are those circular things that you plug in God, um, no. <laughs> i think we found your kryptonite john i love this yeah i don't like it i don't like feet i don't like toes just keep them away <laughs> wait okay. this is a private i was sending to me privately you're good well no i gave him one in our group just he to gave, <laughs> oh, gave him another one just to irritate him yeah <laughs> it worked uh well all right then the, that's all the toe talk we have for today. All right, we're going to talk about it. Related games. back Thank to games, goodness. it's lucky game dev. Everyone wears all the characters wear boots in most games. They don't really have to animate toenails too no, much. They don't have to do any in of fact, that. In fact, like when was the last time you saw a barefoot guy in a in video, a, game, in a video game? Like a survival game, maybe. 
Let me think about that. Like rust or something, or um, like I never looked at the feet, so I wouldn't even know what they looked like. You know. Uh, I. You know what? Now that I think about it. Oh, last time I played a game with toenails or toes in our feet would have been Conan, the survival game Conan. Yeah. I only ask because we definitely focus a lot on hands on this show. Yeah. So oh, yeah, right. Yeah, because the hands do look weird in video games more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Heroes of the Storm being a prime example of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, I thought would have been on Steam by now. I'm just going to throw it out there. I really did. I thought that was yeah, going to be Well, we had one. to lay off some people first, so. Yeah. <laughs> That whole team. I mean, I can't imagine there's much more than maybe two people on that thing, right? At the most. There's probably a guy running it on the back end, and there's another guy. Two seems like a lot. I think it's they get somebody to do one day a month on writing for the patch notes, and maybe one day a month on balance. Oh, we got a cat. We got a mom. We got a microphone. (laughs) Yeah, my mom's feeding the cat. Fantastic. That's what you want. You're on camera. (laughs) You're on camera, mom. (laughs) Show us your toes. All right. Don't show us your toes. Let's move on to what we played this week. Uh, we finally got together on a Tuesday in the middle of the day and played Dark Tide. And um, I think we're going to have varying degrees of what to say about this, but it's been a long time coming. When the game launched, it launched rough. Bo was its biggest proponent, played a ton of it, was always telling us how much we were missing out. And I always felt the pull because I love the universe. I love 40K everything, and it's just something I wanted to do. But I... I'll admit I was kind of in this mode of like, well, when they work it out, then I'll spend my time in there. Um, they just put out a big new patch. It is in great shape, and we got to play it together. And I have to say, I had a really good time in Dark Tide. Yay! Yeah, glad to hear it. It was real good. I think I there's look- a lot going for it. <laughs> um, I think it seems like maybe they're poised to even, you know, take it further and do more and and keep it going. And I hope their player base is, uh, you know, enough support that they feel like they can do that and sustain it and everything else but i had a really good time in there and i know i I want everyone to be able to talk about it but bo from your perspective was what we played the other day a noticeable improvement over what you did early in that game um they've definitely like improved dark tide uh with the talent tree and with just the way the levels kind of um flow i suppose Uh, a lot of small things but i think the fact that it has more levels uh, in it is good. Uh, I think it launched with a low amount of levels. John made the comment that I didn't even I didn't notice because I've been playing a lot, but he said the game was just overall brighter. Yeah. I um, noticed that too. It definitely felt like I was seeing more yeah geometry than I did. It's, it's hard because I've been I've been the frog in the <clears throat> boiling water the whole time, so there might have been lots of changes, and I just can't think of them because they're. I wouldn't say there's been like over crazy changes apart from the talent tree. Um. I mean, the core uh, gameplay is still there. It's like hack and slash your way through these dudes, use guns, use your sword, use your hammer, uh, upgrade your stuff between missions, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like that's been consistent. But uh, I was, when John said that, I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, this used to be really unsaturated. Well, like, one of my guns, like, one of the special features of the gun I had was it had a flashlight on it. Mm. And I feel like the Dark Tide I remember playing, that would have been a, a perk. That would have been, like, a huge boon. Instead, in what we played, that felt, you know, 
atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't it didn't make the game suddenly more playable or easier, but it did add a level of like cinematic quality to it. Like, oh, this gun's got a flashlight on it. It was unnecessary, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. I think, you know, making your game so dark that you can't see is like making your Game of Thrones episode so dark you can't see. Like, what's the, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, wh- why are we, do- why have we reached this in calling it art? Yeah. Um, and I think the game looks too good to hide it in, you know, overly dark corridors and stuff like that because um i do think this is a good looking game and like i finally when we played i got to look around and go oh man the world they made here is really cool um so happy i can see it now <laughs> like, yeah. that's really nice yeah i feel like that some of the details in the big corridors uh of some of the stuff you're in you know you i don't remember all the big statues or just the vastness of things so it really does feel like somebody made a pass on all the maps and said we're going to light this place up and give it some saturation. Here's some color in here. It's going to be a lot more than, than what you're used to. And again, I, you know, maybe it was just the mood we were in when we first played it and the mood of the player base was a little low then or whatever. And that affected how I saw things, but this, this is, this is cool, man. It did launch with a myriad of complaints and, uh, you know, the devs in this case are addressing them, you know, just trying to make the game more playable. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more content for the game. At some point, they're releasing free content. Uh, we didn't even do the new missions or anything like that. And oh, I meant to ask you that if we had on, we had only seen van- vanilla stuff as reworked <clears throat> as it may have been that that was all original. Uh, yeah, mostly. Uh, no, we had some levels I think that were like dropped. Like so, they they've just dropped levels in, not even as big updates. Like there's just been like new missions added. But there was like there's a really big um, event, the Trader's Curse, going on right now. We didn't do any of that stuff. Um, but they, they have expanded the mission pool, like just over the course of the year too. They've uh, done, you know, balance passes on weapons. They've added more weapons too. Um, there's just like a lots of little, you know, massaging and, um, what do you call that? Like just polishing, you know, perfecting polish. Yeah, that's it. Like there's, there's a lot going on there and this game is like, um, has seen its share of it. I just think for me, it's kind of hard because I've been playing it a lot over the course of the year. Like this is a game I'll be like, oh yeah, I got to play some dark tide and I'll go in and. I'll play like five or six rounds and that's like four or five hours. Like I just, it's, I think my favorite thing about the game is the intensity. Like we were only playing on second tier difficulty. It goes up to five tiers. Yeah. Three is a good comfort zone. Four gets really tough and five. I think you need a team, which I usually pug. So I haven't really done too much of the fifth tier, but um, it has these like really intense moments. And I just, I just really appreciate the intensity. And I think uh, once you guys, you, you don't even have your like, um, operative abilities like your ultimates like your f key they really every class now gets three of them and they really sort of change up or or you know there's there's that sort of thing you do with you're like i'm trying to build and i want to use this weapon and i want to use these talents and you use this ability in conjunction with it in order to play my role in a team of four <clears throat> you know and sort of complement each other to get through the missions it's fun it's you know yeah that's definitely that's definitely improved over the year where I, you know, when the, the original talent system was very, it just felt very restrictive. Like if I pick this talent, then I got to pick this talent. I got to pick this talent. And this one's, a, I can make different loadouts and be experimental. Although you, I do kind of settle into liking, like on the sharpshooter, I really like the stub revolver. It's just really fun one tapping big dudes yeah. <laughs> with, you know, hitting, headshotting them, getting weak spot kills and stuff like that. It's very powerful. Yeah. 
Um, but there are lots of different co- cool techniques on the Psyker. I like doing the, the melon pops, even though there's, they have like tons of spells now and stuff. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's cool. I think the thing that stood out for me, and maybe again, it's my attention that I was paying to it, but the, the 40 K hive world vibe is real strong here. Like it's, a uh, it's got all the stuff I love about 40 K universe minus your, you know, your space Marines and your, you know your your stuff that you yeah. usually see, and some people so, are going to not like that. They're going to be like, "Well, wait, I don't want to, I don't want to play in this dirty basement. I want to, I want to be out there going Ezekiel. We need to take back the whole world and fly my ship there and all that." And there, you know, games like those exist, but Space Marine coming, of course. But this game is more about, hey, what about the rest of the universe? It's kind of shitty in here, and uh, you're going to try to yeah. Well, it's just you live in these giant manufactorums that. You'll never see sunlight because it goes so deep. Yeah. Because you're building machines for the emperor. Like you're, you've devoted your life to creating these uh, things that are required for the empire. And yeah. But you'll never see the sun. Even like even though it's like uh, taken over by the Nurgle cult, it, it, it's still probably not that great. Even in its, you know, if it was a normal day. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Normal Monday, going into work, grab a coffee, and go hang out in a giant metal room and make things. You know, somebody in my great. YouTube comment said that we screwed up what these were. That the Nurgles are not the dudes we're fighting. Those are some kind of. Well, Nurgle's a god, right? I think right. he's one of the warp god. My 40k lore is not great. I just I know enough to get in lost trouble. in the immersed in the fantasy. Yeah, but I think Nurgle is uh, a, like from the chaos realm, like one of those god. People, yeah, that they always. One of my favorite aspects of 40k is this idea that when you when you achieve warp speed, there are dangers in that, and they're not just scientific dangers. There are you are basically opening portals to other places, and you have to be super careful and all that crap. I love that that yeah, aspect of it. Yeah, so that, so that creates like a dark age of space travel where it's like, yeah, yeah we don't want to send messages across the space. We might tag along some uninvited guests while doing it. You know, like so cool, but we're still out there we don't even know why we got out there it's forty thousand years in the future i think one of the aspects i like too is that weapons are treated like um blessed relics yeah yeah not yeah. like oh this is just a gun you know whatever it's like oh here here let's let's put blessings on your holy artifact yeah it's fury road car culture but with guns yeah and i yeah. love that and it's like it's just like it's just some shotguns whatever but right. it's a relic it's a holy relic what do you like it's yep. just a and you get blessings and consecrations on them and all this like churchy sound and shit and you know you're always running around trying to do stuff for the omnisaya which is i used to thought was omni messiah and i was wrong this game helped i mean me. i just think out of all the 40k stuff one thing we can say about dark tide and this is even comparing to vermintide this really captures a 40k vibe yeah Sure. Even if you don't like the game, if you're just like watching the cutscene or something like that, it really nails the vibe. The one thing I, I'm kind of sad about that I think is a fair criticism is the story is very. They have all these interesting characters, and you see you get cutscenes as you get promoted, you know, but they never. There's no. The story. I, I wish there was just a story along with it. There isn't much of one, you know, and I get that because it's a games as a service. You can't really kick a narrative arc down. Because if you resolve things, there's no more game as a service. <laughs> yeah, but there's things you can do to tell stories, um, and I don't think they do. A, they do a great job of like telling a story with a shot or capturing a vibe. Like the cutscenes are cool, 
but there's just I just wish there was something going on that I was interested in, like you know, Warcraft style, where they'll yeah. tell you a narrative even if you're uninvolved in it. That kind of links to the, your gameplay. The best and, example and, of that is yeah. probably Left for Dead did a really good job of saying, "Here are your archetypes," and you immediately understood the kind of character Bill was and the kind of character I can't remember the other guys, the other names. I always remember Bill. Bill. Anyway, yeah, Bill died. Like Bill, speaking yeah. a narrative. Like, yeah, Bill there's died. a little, there's a little narrative in there. But the idea is like, you're truly you're only playing a game where mostly what you get out of Bill is I'm reloading. Like it's kind of all you get. But yeah. they do enough with those archetypes to to make it at least feel like okay, I get it. In a zombie <laughs> world, these survivors fit a thing in my head. I can world build with this. It's a little harder. And I would say Vermintide too. It's not easy to like assign narrative to these faceless former prisoners and i just well, and I think that's that's something you get when you do the create a character too like as much as i like a, a create a character you know we all uh, th- while we were playing we had people commenting on salt spire and yeah. bringing up salt spire like salt spire is a character yeah we true. know who that name is we know what they're about they're interesting and they're cool like the left for dead crowd you can have favorites among them. You can build a personality. As soon as you do sort of a blank slate character, like, yeah, you can pick voices, and sometimes, you know, those voices are funny. Like, I thought my character's quotes were pretty good because she sounded like a cranky old religious lady. Yeah. And I thought that was silly, but nothing stood out. There was no point where she was talking, and I was like, yeah, that's my character talking. It just sort of all blends into the background because the characters aren't there. Mm. So the, it, it's it's what you lose by adding a create a character instead of, you know, picking from a list of characters. Yeah. And I think that you can definitely do create a character and still tell a story, but you have to shift the way you do that story. And I don't necessarily think that they shifted the narrative around the creative characters to where something builds off of it. So I think it's one of those cases where something was lost, but something else wasn't gained. Right. That's a good way of putting it. There are ups and downs to both those choices. And I don't know, in this particular case, giving people a bunch of cosmetic choices, that still could have probably worked with uh, preset characters, but they chose to do create a character. And I don't know. There, there's things I like about that. I, too, think, but. I think there's still a way to get like some story in there. Like when you do yeah. the missions, usually in a game, you do the missions, it progresses something like, and I get that the missions are kind of in order for them to be randomly generated, they're not linear. So how do you tell a story that way? But like filling up a progress bar or something, or just being like this mission contributed to this thing. You know, Warcraft does that a lot. Like where you get a certain amount of rep, do a certain amount of daily quests. I know from some things, you know, and then the the base changes or something. Right? There's like there's just some sort of progression of a story that's reflected in the world that maybe the game. I think the game is missing. I think there's something you can do along those lines because it just, it does have that, I like the dour hopelessness feeling, but we are still, you know, working for the emperor, like, yep, the Imperium. <laughs> are, we, are we making any, like, dent in anything, you know, like, there's, I think there's a little bit of that missing, but sure, still, still a really fun uh, video game. I agree. It's real Anyways, good. I hope we play again because you guys need to level up further to get your cool abilities. Yeah, I was gonna. My I had plans uh, probably this weekend, but I had plans plans to get in and uh, and do some randos and just kind of um, level up. Do you guys happy with your class choices? Because I know, I mean, you end up playing all of them because I was really into the game. But like, you know, 
I really like uh, the sharpshooter, um, but I no. How about you? I don't. You don't like I your still, guy. I still think one of the biggest problems with this game is that uh, none of the classes speak to me. Mm. Um, I've said this before. I like big dumb brute will never be the class I pick if given an option. So the the big guys are out. I tend not to play the magic users, so the the magic users out. So then that leaves the um, the kind of melee focused zealot. Uh, I, you know, one of my big complaints about this game in general, like, and, and I'm going to do a couple complaints real quick and then I'm going to end it on a positive note. Cause I had a great experience with this game mm. and I want that to be the, the like come away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the message I would rather have than complaints, but I do think it's worth noting. Um, I think melee in this game is stupid. Like they do it very well. It feels good. But I didn't sign up for Warhammer 40k so I could swing a shovel at bad guys. Um, I'm just like, that's not, I know swords and things are a part of the 40k universe, like the chain swords iconic and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, as soon as you say we're going to do Vermintide in the 40k universe, the first thing I immediately pictured was one, Space Marines, they ain't there. Um, But two, was shooting things. And I think the decision to have, um, Limited ammo is, uh, even though they're generous with it, clear. Um, I think it's a bad one. I think the game should be rebalanced around infinite ammo. Yeah, Find a more should, interesting way you should to be, do melee. You should be playing sharpshooter then. That that should um, be your class. So sharpshooter has and, an invisibility alt where you yeah. can go invisible. Yeah. And you you can use um, a pretty sweet knife for the rogue thing if you want to do that. But uh, they have a talent that increases your ammo pool. Like I have a thousand shots in the last gun and I can basically don't even need to pick up ammo and have enough ammo for the whole level. Yeah. And I mean, just, the, the yeah. melee one also has a, a stealth option in there. Like I get that there are options, but like to me, there is a difference between, you know, you give people archetypes and you go, okay, which of these archetypes is cool? And somebody goes, Oh, I want to be a, a rogue. And then down mm. in the talent tree, you've got your, poison rogue and you've got your sneaky ninja rogue and you've got your you know swashbuckling pirate style rogue like the archetypes flesh out that initial journey and you're like yeah the initial journey was cool and then i made it cooler this yeah i think looking at the talents there's some ways to make these classes more interesting but i didn't like the initial jump to begin with and that stuff is obfuscated until you play it that's fair so i'm looking at it going well i don't want to be a melee guy because i'd rather shoot but then i look at the shooting guy and i go well that special ability seems incredibly stupid and their their like special melee weapon is a shovel like, like, I don't want to use a melee weapon, and I definitely don't want to use a shovel when it's a melee weapon. So I ended up going with the melee people because I was like, eh, swords are cool enough, I guess. And like, it's way better than a shovel, and I'll still get to shoot every now and then. So that's that's what I went with. Um, I still, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know enough about Warhammer to say this is what needs to be added to the game. Um, I still feel like there is a class missing that speaks to me, but that is definitely a personal problem. Um, and I, I do wish that uh, infinite ammo was a thing. I just think having to worry about ammo is, I just think it's goofy. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a need for it. Um, I'm not a game developer. I'm sure they have their reasons for it. I'm sure mechanically like, oh, well, that's what ammo kits and that ability and these talents are all for. I just, I don't like fussing with it. I don't think it's worth it. But that said, I had a infinitely better experience playing this game than I did the first time. It looked better. It played better. There was a 
you know, it, you don't walk away from a mission with like a ton of loot where you're figuring out like, oh man, I got 17 different items that I got to sort through and figure out. And I think getting one item is maybe a little too far in the other direction still, but at least it felt like after every mission, at least early on, and if this changes, then maybe it won't feel as good. But at least early on after every mission, I felt like I had stuff to do. And I think that's important. I think it's important for this game to feel like you have something to do between missions because the game does suffer a little from everything feels big and industrial and nothing unique beyond that. It does feel a little like, oh, I'm going to go smack more zombies with my weapon. Like, it does feel a little repetitive in that way. And if all you're doing is mission, okay, nothing happened, I'll do another mission. Okay, nothing happened, I'll do another mission. Okay, finally, I have something to do. That doesn't feel good. But if you go and do a mission and then it's like, all right, I'm back at base. I want to buy some stuff. I want to sell some stuff. I'm going to equip this new weapon. Like, when you're checking in and doing something after a mission, that feels good. It breaks up the constant just mission, mission, mission flow. And uh, that was the experience here. And then just to reiterate, you guys have said a a ton. Um, Soundtrack is incredible. Oh, it's so good. I I think because I was mad at the game, I was like, I'm not even going to list soundtrack. Um, (laughs) Now, because I'm like, yeah, it was a good time. I was paying better attention to it. And I I pulled it up and listened to some tracks independent of the game. Soundtrack is so good. It's really good, good. man. So who's that guy? Bo, you brought his name up. Jasper kind or kid 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 or something yeah yeah. so he did the borderlands 2 soundtrack it's very very good he's done a lot of that stuff yeah the official soundtracks oh kid kyd that's it kyd yeah yeah it's very Uh, good it's it gets really intense during fights it made me want to like pause and find the tracks and then listen to them later they're that good but i think like what it is about music has uh, is better than it has any right to be but it really gets you pumped for the zombie killing, like mm-hmm. just when things yeah. pick up and you're like, "Oh shit, it's on!" Like you just kind of like you're dun 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 dun. You're just like choo 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 choo, you know, and it's, yep. it's intense. Like it, it definitely contributes to that vibe immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that it's like techno, you know, scary techno future, like it just works uh, with the with the flow. I would say too, the other thing to pay attention to is the audio design is fantastic, and it like. I can identify pretty much any enemy in the game by the sound, which is a staple of the Left 4 Dead style games. But um, they throw a lot of the, this game more than any other one because it's kind of a half Left 4 Dead game, just kind of a half looter shooter just because they throw a lot of enemies at you. Mm-hmm. It's really great that I can identify almost every enemy by sound for the most part, um, which is great audio design i agree you yeah. usually hear the enemies before you see them in a lot of cases in this game so. yeah and i like the voices of the characters i like it i like the banter the banters uh has a context you know so you walk into a certain room and you'll get certain things being said or you find an empty chest and someone yeah. will complain in a certain way and i don't know that kind of stuff adds to the the overall vibe of it but i you know I've said this before and I'll say it again. This is my preferred setting in the Warhammer business. I like the future fantasy, dark, you know, space vibe thing that they do in all Warhammer type games. And if you ask me pound for pound where I would rather run around and rack up kills, it's in here more than even Vermintide, which I liked a lot, but I like the setting better. 
Yeah, this, um, to me, this is an upgrade. I mean, 40K is always going to edge out original Warhammer for me. Yeah, just love 40K as a, as a vibe but, um, and everything else. Yeah. The other thing, too, it's worth mentioning because you guys brought it up, and I just remembered it's something that's different. The game didn't launch with that a good item system in place. Like, they didn't have, like, the um, the Shrine of the Omnibus wasn't even working. And they only got it working gradually, even. Mm-hmm. So it really is now that part of the game where you have stuff to do, John, is like, I would say, more on the recent edition side where like all that itemization you're going to get, not only you, you can sell it, but you can actually salvage it at the shrine. I can't remember what it's called. To take, when they start dropping with mods on them or abilities, you can permanently take the blueprint and they have like tiers one, two, three, and four. And then it's like, it works like Kanai's Cube, I guess, or whatever. Like once you get the blueprint, then you can imprint it on your favorite item by salvaging, you know, a shittier item with what you want on it. So there's like, there's this kind of loop of like, oh, let me collect all the different things and make the perfect holy relic mm-hmm. <laughs> for for my dude. Oh, yeah. I do. I have one more thing. Um, <clears throat> it, it isn't really something that we experience, but I feel like it's worth mentioning um, because I think this is important. And if I was going to give any advice uh, to the direction that I would hope that this game goes in, um, we were talking about creative characters and yeah. what you gain and what you lose by creating your own character. And I think one of the things that you gain from creating your own character is you feel like you have a better agency over that character. You're more invested in it because you made it. Mm -hmm. And as a result, customizing that character becomes more important. Now, when we played, I felt like my little lady uh, that was extremely religious um, was a cool character. Um, But that's because I got armors from when the game was gifted to us, and these armors came as part of that premiere package. If I didn't have access to that, to that higher buy-in, um, in the time we played, I unlocked one other thing cosmetically to change the appearance of my character, and it was not good. It was like, it was some pants held up by handcuffs. And I think that, um, I think that if you want people to have more excitement and interest in their character... Uh, I do think you need to give them more customization options, better looks, better appearances that are not hidden behind um, paywalls or too long of a grind to unlock. Um, Because I felt very good about how my character looked, but as I thought back on it, I was like, well, but that's only because money got spent in this case. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's right. And you started out early. Yeah. You start out in just like a knapsack, really. It's like nothing. And I get the, the, the vibe of like, well, you just broke out. They broke out of prison for this. You got to fight your way now and you got to earn these things. And I get that that's, there's value in that. But for a game that wants to keep me coming back over and over and over, I agree. You could start a little stronger with that or at least give more options or more. I don't know. Like even Diablo, you, you, you're, you start in rags, but they look okay. You know, they look cool. So I don't know. That's a, that's a hard thing to balance. And, um, I think they can. It's another incentive it. to to play the game, though, and like that, like that's the thing. If you're going to make a game where the incentive is keep running missions, throw away like, hey, completing this mission will give you this shirt. I guarantee you, more people are going to gravitate towards that mission. Yeah. You know, like, um, and it's an it's another way to incentivize um, that progress uh, because it's certainly something I would clue in. You know, once I felt like, oh, this is my character, I'm gonna be this little 
crazy devout lady. Yeah. I would have gone after every piece of devout granny armor I could find. <laughs> like that's the direction I would have gone. So um that's uh that's kind of how I feel about it. that's that's one and more than the ammo, more than the class, I feel like that's the easiest the easiest thing that I could say like still feels a little lacking to me. Yeah. I will say I was surprised how well it runs on my Steam Deck. Factually, it looks really good on there. Uh, just throwing that out. I did install it there. We'll see how that goes. Uh, also, it's kind of demo time over there at, uh, at on Steam. Lots of NextFest stuff going on. And one of them kind of came out of nowhere. In fact, I think it was Bo that even told me the game existed last week or was in yeah, development. Yeah, I, I just saw it there. I didn't know either. I saw it on the... Steam Next Fest page, and I was like, "Right, this. I was freaking out because I am a gigantic old school Tribes fan. I played Tribes one and two like crazy. I played the technically the third online as a service game that came out in the 2010, 2012 era. Like, don't remember the exact subtitle of that. It was Tribes something, and I played that a ton. Uh, it was also very good, but they shut it down in favor of development of um, what was their MOBA with the Greek gods in it. Uh, was that developer? Uh, what's that called? Uh, Joss played it all the time. It's like Zeus and Smite. Smite. There it is. So that Smite MOBA kind of took over for that team, and they they phased that thing out. Uh, so to my surprise, Bo's last week was like, "Dude, there's a Tribes Three demo." I'm like what? Are, what? So I went over there. I installed it immediately as soon as I could and played a ton of it. Bo, you bit played a bunch of it. Let's go to you first. How do you think? I there? played it as well. Oh, did you? Good. All three you of did? us. Oh, sure. woo! All right. I'm a huge Tribes fan. Like Tribes was one of my first big PC game, first person shooter loves. So yeah. Oh, good. I had no idea. So there. So there you go. All three of us playing it. Um, I, I, I have a feeling when this comes out for real, this will be a thing we absolutely play. Um. And all this Unreal I've been playing lately has just got me in the mood for these old shooters. I felt like immediately it was what I remembered, the skiing, the jetpack, the balance of those two things, getting good at kind of knowing how much boost to give yourself to get to where you wanted to be, take advantage of as much slide as you could. Like the traversal felt like I never left Tribes. Visually, it feels like a brand new game, so that's nice. I'm not, you know, we're not looking at something old and ugly. And... uh I just played capture the flag modes because to me, that's what tribes is. The weapons felt good. Shooting dudes out of the air felt good. Um, I think tribes is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for this finished game and I didn't even know they were doing it. Totally news to me. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe, I guess there was a tribes release at some point, maybe years and years ago. Well, it was 2010, 2012 was the last game. And that's the one mm. I did play that. I forgot the, I'm going to look it up, but it's had a name. Ascend tribes ascend, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a numbered one. It was because that's why there was like there's more than three. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see tribes ascend, which ended. Uh, let's see here. This was by High Res Studios. I was way into it. I played the hell out of it. Uh, that would have been 2012. Yeah, there it is. February 22, second 2012 came out. Um, official release that was like early access. Official releases April 12th that same year. And let's see. Uh, when did it die or when did they shut it down? Uh, can't find that part. Well, anyway, it didn't run long enough for my taste and I thought it was great. Uh, reviewed well, players liked it. I don't know what happened there, but the fact that we're getting like a numbered sequel, uh, I don't know if anyone is involved from the original tribes teams, but I don't care, dude, this is freaking great. I'm loving it. Yeah. It was, it was one of the nice surprises with one of those things, you know, you're not looking forward to it. You have no idea it exists, but 
you're playing it and enjoying it. And that's as good, about as good as it gets when it comes to these demos. Yeah. Like I, I was like, let me get in here and play a couple games. And I played like 20 games. <laughs> I was like, I need to stop. I wanted to, I was going, I went in there with the per- express purpose of trying Stormgate. Yeah. And I was like, the first game I tried was Tribes. <laughs> I didn't even get to Stormgate. And I was like, this is way more fun. <laughs> did you end up playing? Stormgate existed. Did you play Stormgate at all? or did, did I this, did. I yeah. can talk about it when it's uh, okay. the games I played. Did anyone else play Stormgate? I didn't. Yeah. I meant yeah, to, we'll uh, but this is what took my time. So it's funny you said that because all I played was Tribes from the demos so Tri- far. Tribes is a real winner. The only thing about it is I felt maybe I'm, it's early beta, whatever, but just uh, everyone looks pretty gray, all the armors and stuff, you know? Just, yeah, pretty flashier. I want to get flashier with it, but that's about it. Sure. John, what did you think as an old school fan? You like it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's just something I love about this style, about where it's, it's less about, you know, you get your scope out and you get, I mean, there is precision shooting and stuff like that. It is a part of it, but like, you know, we got to such a place with shooters. I feel like Counter-Strike and Halo went to such a like focused fire kind of thing. There's something about just skiing around a level so insanely fast floating and it's more about splash damage and occasional like spot on shots and stuff like that and everybody's still kind of garbage at it right now which is also fun like (laughs) i got like seven kills in one match and that made me like second place on the team i was like hell yes like that's such a small number but it like it's apparently real good it's apparently a real standout performance yeah um so it's uh it's just neat and it just takes me back to uh this this different kind of era this different sort of style of uh first person shooter and you know i'm i i don't know if it's gonna set the world on fire it's definitely a throwback in some ways but it doesn't feel like everything else and i like that yeah i like that it feels different um and i think that different is what would make me you know get in and play more of it like you know not that they don't refine it or change it but i know what call of duty multiplayer feels like like you know i've played enough of it that usually if i get in i actually do pretty good because it hasn't changed a ton no it's kind of the <laughs> over same. the years like yeah. nuance yes but uh, it's still good and i don't think they should necessarily change that i think you know i think there is a testament to like well that is what it is and it should keep being that I like now that there are other things coming out that aren't trying to be that. And that's what tribes is. And that's what I like. Yep. And I'm very excited. The the movement is just fantastic. I just love, at least for like a next generation game too and stuff like that. Like it's very competent. They had to nail that part, right? Like that's key to the tribes experience. If you're not playing tribes like that, then there's no really point to tribes, but um, that felt good the way, the, just the intensity of you have the flag and you got to get the F back to your base. There's nothing quite like it. And I've been doing a lot of that in Unreal as well. And there's a similar vibe there. It's just this got to go, got to go, 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 cover me. Is my team going to cover me? Like I look forward to playing with friends. The only concern I have about the game at all right now after the demo, because I think it was really strong, also technically strong. I didn't have any issues, any weird slowdowns, lags, anything. It was all good. The biggest concern I have right now is this is, like everything, will be positioned as a game probably free to play when it comes out. I don't know if they've said they're going to charge for it or not. Um, And that means Battle battle Pass and all that stuff, and I'm going to have to unlock stuff. And just, just, I'm kind of tired of that treadmill. You know, I don't want to do that as much anymore. Now, that being said, Old Tribes was just 
kill and win and you were done. You may have ranking servers or something on GameSpy or whatever that would tell you how you were doing overall, but it was there was very little to those. I'm not saying remove depth, but I don't know that a bunch of store shit is the depth I want. I kind of just want I want more progression depth uh, about how I progress this this account or as I play, how well my character does on my character. But you know, I mean, there's, I some, there's something to be said about how many times do we do battle passes uh, and shit like this before we're just bored of it. Yeah. And I kind of am, you know, I like I'm, yeah, I'm like there now. the novelty is definitely gone. Even, I mean, I guess we can only say for us personally, because if the industry is still making money hand over fist with this stuff, it's not going to stop. But yeah, that's the like, that's the question. Is if, is this? I feel succeeding? like it's very boring. Like even though I don't love it in the first place, I'm willing to accept it. But it just almost feels dull and uninspired, having done it so much. Yeah, know? yeah. And I just the idea of it. Yeah. The economics are a, th- are a thing, and I understand that that matters. And Games. Sure, but it's not our job as the gamers to worry about the economics. Like that's mm-hmm. and like I get people that say, you know, well, you you want servers, you want support, you want updates, but you don't want to pay for it. Like, yeah, I I get it too, but it also doesn't change the fact that I can only do so many of these, <laughs> and I only have the capacity for so many of them. And uh, so as a result, I understand Scott's fear of like, you know, I'm kind of burnt out on this mm. and, well, and that's how they make their money. Yeah. I don't want to sign up for another one. And am I going to fall in love with a game just to have it go away? Mm-hmm. You know, like well, that's I, the good example right now is I'm really hyped on the finals. I do like that game. I want to play it, but I'm playing lots of shit. But I bought a battle pass. It's probably expired by now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mine is. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. I wouldn't have spent, like, it's not cheap. It's like 15 bucks or so. I wouldn't have spent the money if I could see into the future. Like, lame. <laughs> you know? It makes me not want to do it in other games, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I long for that old, that old thing. And I, I know that old thing is gone, and we can be nostalgic all we want about prior business models that we preferred. Mostly just buy it and keep it. And then, but what I really miss is letting the community go nuts. Like, Spending so much time with Unreal lately reminded me of all the mods, all these skins, all these crazy gun work workarounds, all these ideas, custom servers with custom settings. Can't do that shit anymore with newer games because they control the whole ecosystem. There's no modding. There's no let me make a map in tribes. That's not going to happen here, as far as I know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know what their plan is, but maybe they have plans to let the community do more. But I would love a return to that. Does that? Make any executives happy? Probably not. But as a gamer, that's <laughs> no. what I want. That's well, I think that's, not at all. Yeah. I think that's like where that genre is because in the survival genre, servers, you know, you don't pay for a battle pass or anything. You pay to run your own server or just play in a save file and have people join your save file. Yeah. That's just not like the temperature. Uh, like so, somebody just needs to make a good shooter and make it that way. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe instead of making making it so that they got to run servers and make money, you know, like like Overwatch could switch to that. If they're not going to, but you know, it's possible to be like, yeah, just host your own servers. We're not running our own servers anymore. Yeah, they won't. You but know? I want them to. But it's like it's possible to do it. I just think that industry that's not where people are not making those games to just make a twenty dollar, forty dollar box price and never charge you again. Yeah. 
But if you're really into Pal World, you can do your own server. If you're really into, um, you can host some of your own servers still, which is what we used and to do for Unreal. Server, V Rising, yeah. All of it. I mean, Pal World, you don't have to pay for a server. You can just have a save file and invite your friends to play in your save file when you play. I do like that. We should play. The three of us should play in Shrouded together. I want to play in Shrouded. I bought it. I haven't. I yeah. Haven't, I haven't bought it yet. I should. Is it still kind of release sale depriced or whatever? It was a pretty good price. That was why yeah, I bought it. I was like, like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to play this at some point, so I'll buy it while it's on sale rather it's, than later it, when it's, it's yeah. 20. It's, well, it's 40 Canadian, so probably 30. Yeah, it's 29 here or something. It's 30. pricier, but I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. But like, I'm not playing it because it's, it's like, this is like, oh, I want to play this when friends can play. This is a, this is a friends game. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's that was my thing. I didn't know you both purchased. I knew Bo did, but I didn't know if John did. So I think I may just grab it. Yeah, have they made a million yeah. in sales. They didn't blow things out of the water like Pal World, but still a million for early access is good. <laughs> I blame the timing on most of that. I'm not well, yeah, and also a million in the shadow of Pal World is pretty impressive. Too, yeah, so. that was some poor timing for them. I feel bad for them. It's not their fault. Or maybe good timing, like you know the hype around survival game. You know, word of mouth and stuff like that. People are talking already about it, and I think often in the same breath or article. Pal World gets mentioned, they're like, in a season when also Enshrouded is coming out. So I think, I don't know, I think it was I think it was good for them. Yeah. Also, I've noticed the chatter around Pal World has dropped precipitously. Not that that means anything. It's just, you know, people move past I things. Think, I think people have realized, like, <laughs> it's out. It's like, it's a game. Try and they shout it down. It's out. Yeah. And like, it, it hasn't they, they killed anybody out. yet. And you're yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, maybe they, it's not worth getting upset. They tapped about. out at 11 million or something like that. It tapped you, out. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, there comes a point where you're just like, I, you admit that you lose. You know, like, what do you, what more is there to say? They did it this week. I think it was this week that Microsoft announced they were beefing up all uh, back end to help them have updates sooner because they weren't on par or they weren't on the same time we've talked about this, how steam gets updates quicker and that's a slower right. process yeah. over at Microsoft, which is currently the only place that has it, but it would be the same problem at Sony, but Microsoft's like, we're going to, we're going to beef that up and work with them directly. And you're going to get updates same day and, and all that. So that's good news for game pass players, but I don't know. I just felt like the, in my circles, anyway, oh. the talk around it just kind of died. Sorry, 19 million players now. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, I mean, I, people are just people are just playing it. I mean, before I decided it was just a stupid conversation to have to begin with, like that was my original take. Was like, really, you're gonna say you're gonna try and argue a moral stance when this many people have clearly said we don't care? Like, yeah. it's, how do you fight against the that kind of a tide? Yeah, that tide's like, too big, dude. That's tsunami level. I, I took it to the next level and went. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just a, like a Pokemon, my argument evolved from why are you arguing about this to oh, really why are we even talking? Yeah, about the final it? form was we're not we're done talking about this now. Well, anyway, uh, Tribe Three looks rad. Can't wait uh, for the full game. I don't know when that is, but it says quarter one, which surprised me also. So maybe getting sooner than we thought. I mean, it seemed like it's in good shape. I could just use more maps and and goodies. Yeah. Yep. So we'll watch for more of that. You guys both played way more of like a jagging, dra- jagging, like a jagging, like a jagger. Yeah. <laughs> like a jag off. Uh, like a jag off. <laughs> That's uh, also me. <laughs> infinite both health. Me. That game has infinite health. Oh, I'm sorry. Wealth has all the money you can oh. spend. Um, Bo, you're up to chapter eight. John uh, also playing. Where are you guys at? Let's start with Bo. I think I'm at like chapter 12. I think I'm further than Bo. Okay. Yeah. Bo, how are yeah, you doing so, in there? So I'm, I'm a, I'm a wide Yakuza player. 
and that you know, I hit the midpoint, and I do side missions and such. So sure, I I want to savor the journey, so I slow down and I start hitting up uh, things. Like right now, uh, you. So here's the big revelation. If you really don't want to listen to, spo- I don't think this is a bad spoiler. I think this is the kind of spoiler that entices you to play the game. But I know John was worried about it last week, so maybe some of you out there might be affected. But this game is get has the Yakuza Zero treatment in that you have two main playable characters, not one. In Yakuza Zero, you can play as uh, uh, Goro Majima or and Kiryu Kazuma, uh, and in this game, you can play as Ichiban Kazuga. Oh, it's Kazuma. Kazuma. Yeah, sorry. Anyways, in this game you can play as Ichiban <laughs> Kazuga. Bo just shut and... himself down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stun locked myself. He four oh four on his own. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also play as Kiryu Kazuma. Yeah. So that's what chapter eight is, which I, I wasn't sure. I think, John, you, if I remember, you, you didn't explain your worry, but I read that to mean, like, uh, is he about to die? Because he because yeah. takes him over, and you're like, you got to fly back to Japan, buddy. You're like, Ichiban's got it from here. You go sit at home and rest up. But Which he does for a day or two, but you can't hold a... You can't hold a cure you down, and he gets right he gets right back to work beating people up to the point where he you're does. like, "Why did you leave?" <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it was such, such a story contrivance to send you back to Japan. You're like you're not resting at all. Yeah. Got to rest um, up by fighting so, everybody he comes across. Yeah, and so what it is is it, you're so basically Nanba uh, helps you come up with a bucket list. So the mini. One of the mini games for Kiryu is a bucket list before he dies, you know, which is all the side games. Let's go shoot some, do some basketball. Let's play some golf. And I go around and you go around Yokohama and uh, Kamurocho reminiscing, like meeting old characters on the past six games. And, and that stuff's cool. But like I've stopped the main story progression to do bucket list stuff and to, you know. Uh, reminisce uh, and reflect on a life, a full life lived kind of thing. How's the golf it's game? Kind of the mini game is the golf mini uh, game. Golf mini game is great. Yeah, yeah I like great. the golf one. The golf one's maybe one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's in there. Hmm. Like darts is hard because Final Fantasy VII remake nailed the darts mini game so perfectly that now anybody that doesn't do it the exact same way, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it is good. <laughs> you, you screwed yeah. it up. Um, but. Uh, the golf mini game is very, very good. The baseball mini game is a little infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> baseball's, yeah, baseball's def- definitely on the infuriating side for sure. It's it's a little wonky. Huh. But uh, you've played a little farther than me, John. But yeah. I understand how these games work. My expectation on the game structure is usually in a Yakuza game, the games open up in the last few chapters before the final denouement. So I'm, I'm expecting Kiryu to survive to then, you know, in, in Yakuza 0 at the end, you could freely swap between Night and Day and Kiryu and Goro. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be the same structure come late game. But I don't I'm know, man. Tell you, How I much don't, crying I, have you done? <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, I still don't know because... Mm. Um, and I and I'm curious too. Like so, uh, last week I and you know we've already talked about, it, so I'm not going to put too many spoilers on it. I said that the game inadvertently spoiled a twist that was coming. That was the twist that Kiryu was going to leave the party. That there was going to be a party separation of some kind. The reason it got spoiled was in the storyline, uh, Namba and Adachi show up in Japan, 
and join mm-hmm. your party. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sweet. The boys are back. We got everybody together now. And I so I immediately started doing my social links with my new companions. And I noticed I was getting nothing but Adachi links. Nothing oh, yeah, for Namba. No Namba. And I was yeah. like, why? And, and just immediately thinking why, I was like, is he going to die? It, mm. Like, are we going to lose Namba? And then I was like, something's got to happen here. Something's got to divide this up. Because it is so weird that we were doing nothing but Adachi stuff. And then sure enough, you know, like one story yeah. quest later, they separate. Namba goes back to Japan. And that's why none of that stuff was there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. That wasn't that big of a spoiler. No, no real issue there. But I did know something was up. But as of right now, I don't know. Um, yes, there's stuff happening in Japan. There's stuff happening in Hawaii. Um, I know that I have costume variations at my jobs to see the Japan crew in Hawaiian outfits. Does mm-hmm. that mean they're going to go to Hawaii? I don't know. <laughs> I, I still don't know. Um, and so I'm, I'm like kind of waiting to figure it out. Like, I'm still at a point where I'm getting new party members. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Oh, new party members, Jungihan, Jungihan. I mean, sure. Like that sounds like a like, guy. That's a dude. Yeah, it's not that big of a secret because you can buy weapons for what his job was in yeah, like a yeah. dragon that yeah. he was gonna pop up at some yeah. point and be I in like the game. Ju- I like Jungihan. Is, is Zhao back too? Don't spoil any new characters, but I, I'm okay with ja- knowing yes. of Zhao and Jugio. Yeah, that's yes, what I figured. They are, yeah, they are both bad. Samurai swords are also in the game, so my, I made the same assumption you did. Like, when it, when it was Jugi Han and Zhao coming back, like, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I love Sweet. both of them. They're, having them back is so great. Although, I was really happy to see uh, Song Yi join the party, because that was the one character from the first one that I was like, eh, she, she, that'd be happy if she joined the party yeah and she never did i saw her and i was like oh she's awesome what a badass she's gonna the, be great i thought the, for sure she'd be a party member and she never joined i was like the, only, the, so the is reason is i don't know if you did ichiban confections in the first like like a dragon did you finish the, the i the, didn't i know there's a character you unlock by doing it's it, well it's the it. lady who you work with the lady who's like my business is we're going out of business you help her and then she becomes an unlockable character which is great she has a great job she's like um like an office clerk or something like that's her job. So she, she hits people with staplers and pencils and rulers and shit, but, um, she just doesn't have much of a character. She's not connected to the story at all. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, interesting. um, I, I love the, I mean, like, again, I don't want to, we're talking about it a lot, but it just continues to be good. And, um, I ran into uh, a character that was from, uh, the first like a dragon. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I had a storyline that made me tear up. I told yeah. my wife the story. She teared up yeah. here in the story. But hmm. that story is so mixed with ridiculousness and stupidity <laughs> and like a visual gag that made me bust out laughing, even though I was just in my room by myself. I felt like an idiot, but it was such a funny visual like and that's in the middle of a quest that goes on to makes me to to make me cry and like it just walks that line so well um you know and I kind of knew it was coming like I'll talk about the early part of the quest cuz I'm sure Bo has seen it at this point and it's very very early but there's a guy who's trying to make snow in Hawaii <laughs> Oh yeah I've done the sub story yeah. All right Did you do the whole thing Um I might have one more step uh, I think we figured out that 
I'm at the step where they figured out how to make the snow, but it, it's like that it, from <laughs> that it comes from material that's in diapers. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So that's where. I, yeah, that's <laughs> okay. That's it. And then I think, I think I found because I was about to ask you, have you bumped into Patriarch Gondwara yet? Which is yes. They're like, and oh that... yeah, they have an extra pile of diapers because. Remember the diaper? So Scott, do you remember the we showed the diaper guys all the time? Oh yeah, it's, I did that. Yeah, scene so the diaper the guys game. just coincidentally are on trip to Hawaii, and <laughs> so you bump into them again, obviously, and um, they have an extra stash in case they want to diaper up <laughs> while they're on vacation. I don't think I finished the sub story. I think I have one more to. Go. I think that's where I'm at in the sub story. So I haven't seen the resolution so, yet. The visual gag that cracked me up though was the way you re meet the patriarch that's dressed as a baby is his little baby stroller that he's laying in gets out oh. of control and you think a baby's in peril and you save the stroller and, and it's this actually, can, I, can I stop? <laughs> can I stop you there? They do the classic Odessa um, uh, Battleship Potemkin movie reference down the stairs. So you know, like yeah, it, you've or, seen it in uh, Untouchables. Of movies. Like, Untouchables yeah. is what you think of, yeah. but it's based on an old twenties Russian movie where they're experimenting with creating tension by having a baby carriage go down the hill. Scott, you know about this, right? The, sure. The trope in films. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, so they do the Odessa, they do the steps meme in the video game, but it's actually patri- It's actually a grown man in the. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but the the visual gag i loved so much is once you stop it and you realize that it's not a baby it's this it's this yakuza boss that's in the thing all of a sudden all his lackeys also show up in strollers but they roll up like the police showing up to stop a crime it's just like Four strollers come shooting in and like the tires screech as they come into a halt. And these four Yakuza jump out and they're like, hey, get away from the boss, man. And like, it was the most ridiculous looking thing I'd ever seen. Just these strollers rolling around like the cops. And, uh, you know, it's a ridiculous game, but it has also got so much damn heart. um, So so the, the whole thing is you want his wife is dying and she's beyond. You know, he's just trying to make her last days comfortable, right? So he wants to show yeah. her, he wants to show him snow one last time. So I guess they I haven't seen that, but I guess that's what the heartbreaking part was was. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're dealing with a man whose man. wife is suffering from an illness, stuck in bed, trying. He's trying to give her a, a return to one of her greatest memories of all time, and it's all tied into a storyline involving yakuza who like to wear diapers and act like babies. <laughs> Um, and that like, to me, that sums up the series. Like it is, it is both those things at the same time, sometimes intermingling, you know, sometimes you do a move in that game and you turn into a a ninja and you create doppelgangers of yourself that go out and stab your enemies. And sometimes you turn into a housemaid and you knock somebody down and scrub them with a brush and water so that all their buffs go away. Have you have you seen wow. Essence of High Noon yet? Yes. <laughs> that's why that's a new one I unlocked. And you do the whole duel thing where it's like you pick the enemy 
and then your character's back is to the enemy, and then they do three paces, and he turns around with his revolver to shoot, and he goes, oh, and then, well, I, Kiryu's my sharpshooter, Kiryu turns around, he's got Zarya's gun, basically, but it's like 50, <laughs> it's 50 times his size, <laughs> he's just like faked you out, he's just got this giant, like, Zarya gun, he's like, oh, and just blows the guy away with a big laser, what a weird it game. It really made me laugh. Yeah. Every time I play it, every time you guys describe it, it just seems like this game gets weirder and weirder every time. They just they put a lot of I think thought into the small details about where little jokes and stuff go because it made me laugh. Like that's the move is out tricking the opponent because you got a secret Zarya gun on you. It's so stupid. And it's it's a game that is smart about its humor too. Like like as dumb as it is. A lot of thought went into this humor because there are times where it knows that you know what's coming and it knows you know what the joke is and it doesn't care. It just is like, we're going to do it until it becomes funny. Like, here's two excavators on the beach and someone's like, you know, if a big enough electric current went into those uh, battery packs, those things would get out of control. And you fight excavators all the time in these games. So you're like, yeah. of course, this is going to be a boss fight at some point. And then there's a guy running on the beach with electric eels in slow motion, like agonizing slow motion. And he's like, here I come as he's running with them. <laughs> and you know, it's, wow. you know where it's going, but they do it in slow motion. They do it so like just... We know that you know, but we're going to see it all through anyway. And sure enough, the electric eels. Did, did you, damn, they end in those excavators and you got to fight them as a boss. Can I ask you another question? Have, have, you done the, um, have you done the action movie sub story? Yeah, or at least the first step that, of it. That yes. was also good, yeah. There's like a movie director that hates CGI and needs all of his action scenes to be real. So he drives like 60 cars in, crashing into you. And like you take over the job because... The real actors are complaining, just use CGI. I'm so injured from your stupid. He's like, no, action movies can't have CGI. CGI is shit. And it's just really it's just really funny the way the, the story goes. I love it. That's great. Anyway. Making play progress. It, everybody. Play, 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 play these Scott, games. They're Scott, good. Scott, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Look. <laughs> just game. John and I talking about how great the game is. You guys are talking. Yeah, you guys sound like game of the year potential uh, from your perspectives. It's early. We don't have enough games out this year yet, but. I don't know. Not enough people play it, though, so I, I, I think I think I think the man who erased his name kind of got snubbed last year, if I'm being honest. And well, it came out but, so close to the deadline, I, or whatever. Yeah, That's I part know, of it. But, yeah, it was pretty pretty solid, and yeah, this one's gonna be pretty good. But it's a January release, like no one's gonna remember it in December. You know, it's, I will remember. Jo- it yeah, but, but John will never forget. Here and damn to you, I yeah, will we'll remember, remember this here, game in December. Mm-hmm. Jeff Keeley, he's the one that needs to remember. You know, well, it has sold. It sold more than any previous game in the series. So you know, words out there, people, people Great. are Excited more on board than they've ever been. So it seems seems like things are going in the right direction for them. Uh, all right, well, there's all the like a dragon you can like. Like all the dragons, everybody. Click like and subscribe. Now let's talk about a game from the year 1999. Yes, that's right. Scott played a lot more Unreal Tournament this week, uh, mostly on Brian Dunaway's server, which, by the way, if you're interested in being a part of any of those games or matches or just hopping in any time of the day, it's up all the time at RetroGib. That's G-I-B dot com. I know there's still a fight out there as to whether it's Jib or Gib, but I say Gib. All right. I know it's Giblets, but I still say Gib retrogib.com and we're just having a blast so just a shout out to him and everyone who keeps showing up in there 
Um, look, this is the other reason I really like it. I end up taking first a lot in these matches. And it makes me realize that some of my old twitchy shooter skills that I had honed pretty well in the 90s, late 90s, are back. I can feel it. And it feels right. Yeah. Now, either that's true or everyone I'm playing really sucks. I don't know Could which way it is. Too. Man, like maybe they are from a generation before it existed. It very well I, could be. I have to get in there and play with you. I know, I don't remember which week you can't do Tuesday multiplayer, but I think we have to do this for Tuesday multiplayer one. I, I, I agree. cannot wait to play. I'm not kidding when I say Unreal Tournament is like maybe one of my all-time favorite video games. Ever. It's an, it's like, it's probably it's, primary reason how I got into content creation on the internet all those years back. Like it is the reason I started to go online a ton and go to these forums and start talking and made a little MP3 radio show in the same year 99 and I worked for this mod that people were making for the game which you can still play today. Like it's it's got real claws, history, historic claws gaming-wise in my in my soul and it holds up man the action the play in that game is still so good and the best news is even if you don't own it anymore we all owned it at one time but if you don't have the discs anymore it's okay because at retrogib.com dunaway has exact instructions on how to get it up and running without anything special it's just super easy yeah so get in there and get it done uh anyway so i played a bunch of that not much new to say except i rocked people and i felt good about it um, yeah. I also played a new game that is relatively new called Hell Card. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Hell Card before. I'm going to pull up yes. some video. Right. Have you? Good. You probably, my guess is, you know, it's probably on somebody's wish list in this group besides me. Um, this is from the same people who made, oh, what's their other game? Demon. The Book of Demons. Book of Demons. Thank you. It's basically a Diablo sort of game, but it's all done. It's all told in this isometric story of uh, everything's made of paper. It's like a papercraft world. And I don't always love that aesthetic, but I like the way these guys do it. It's very stylistic. Anyway, this is another game in their pantheon of games. They actually, even their launch screen is, it's the same launch screen as their, as their first game. You show up in a room with a bunch of pillars and the new game is on one of the pillars, and you click it, and it adds it to the Book of Demons. And now you're in there, and you're playing this whole new book. Uh, this game I would describe as, uh, I haven't played a co-op yet, but it is a co-op experience if you want it to be. And we could probably have some fun with it. But basically, it's Slay the Spire uh, mixed in with some tactical position stuff. And there are three of you, either three real live players playing each role, or it's you and two companions that you earn along the way. And you build a little team that works in a, like a little um, three-way pie, pie slices. I love a three-way pie. A three-way pie. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I don't know what that is, but it yeah. sounds terrible. Um, the video I'm watching right now is only the, the two-way pie because the third guy's not an, added yet. But uh, eventually it, it splits into three. But anyway, you're in like a dungeon. It's all made of paper. And there's like paper skeleton, skeletons and ogres and stuff coming at you. And they have, they have movement they have to make to get into your circle to do anything to you. Uh, some of them don't because they're ranged and they can shoot you from the outside of this circle. And okay. same thing works for you. you you're going to have some attacks that are only going to work within your segment. You'll have some attacks that work outside of your segment or at longer range, and then you have defensive stuff and things that help your team. 
but it's almost like you're all kind of backed into a uh, a corner like a what's a movie where everybody's you know they're holding their guns up and you're all back you're back to back three of you all your backs are together it's like a john moon movie mm-hmm. and it's that scene where you gotta you gotta fight like the, the world avengers shot like mm-hmm. the avengers shot there you go perfect yeah. where this camera's swirling around them that's kind of where your position the hulk disappears in that shot we need to look that over and see what we can find out there. Yeah. Like, I still feel like the circle goes full circle and Hulk is no longer there for some <laughs> I need to look at it. I've never noticed that. I just know that that's right around the time where the worst f- uh, line in film history came from, which was Black Widow saying, I don't see how that's a party. I freaking hate oh, that. I forgot that you hate that line. I hate it so bad. That so might be why I noticed, because I had a tendency whenever Scott was like, I hate something, to go watch it and be like, is it that bad? And I think I might have around that part been like, hey, I feel like the Hulk disappears. Mm-mm. The circle starts on him and ends on who would be next to him. And I think he's just not just not there. there. They didn't point. spend they didn't spend they spared some expense, is what they did. <laughs> yeah, we can't afford the Ruffalo in this corner. Yeah, no Ruffalo. The developers uh oh sorry. No, go ahead. The developers also have a game called Book of Aliens coming. Oh, I hadn't heard of that. That's cool. Uh, it sounds like they're on the games they did. I was looking at on Steam and oh shit, there's like a whole alien. Like it's like XCOM, but their version of XCOM. Yeah, they're having a lot of fun with this style, this universe they've kind of created. And I think that yeah. the goal is to fill out all 10 of those pedestals with different game types. Um, oh. It makes me very interested. Like I'll, I'll bet you there's a, there's a vampire survivor's light coming from them. I just have this feeling that they're going to work on something because already, you know, here we got to slay the spire. Like, although what's nice about this is the slay the spire thing works to a degree because you've got mana and you spend it and then you're done. You end turn, the computer takes its turn and so on. But what makes this interesting is it, it's still, you, you don't move around a bunch, but all these other outside parties do. And it gives it kind of a 3d realm. It gives, brings a third dimension, even though it's not really 3d, I guess it sort of is, but it's a third dimension to the combat and to the strategy of the combat. And I got really hooked on this. I have not played nearly enough to give like a final review or anything, but I had a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of stuff that's immediately familiar about a deck builder like this. And then there's some really unique, interesting ideas that are, that that are new and feel fresh Um, and characters unlock and there's skins in the game. They give you a bunch of skins when you buy it. All right, um, we're going to play this. This looks like a good game we can play together. Oh, 100%. I would love to play this with friends. Um, I think it's cheap right now. can't remember if it's on 18 sale. 18 Canadian. It's not expensive. It's not terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's on in the one I played Book of Demons. So this was immediately familiar in terms of the look and feel of it. But, but it's already uh, kind of making its own mark. I like it a lot. So uh, check it out. It is called uh, Hell Card. Hell card. Which is a great name. Love it. Hell card. And you just keep going further down into the depths of hell with your cards, which are also hell cards. Hell card. Uh, let's see. That's what I played. John, you did a bunch of Steam Fest uh, next demo, next fest demos like you did yeah, last year. Well, I love this. It's great. Tell us what you played. <laughs> yeah, I had another week where I was like, all I did was play Infinite Wealth. I got to do something. So. Mm. I set a little bit of time aside and said, all right, I'm going to just try a bunch of demos real quick, not give them a ton of time, but just enough to kind of get get the general gist of what we're talking about here. Sure. And uh, so first one was Tribes 3. We already talked about that. Played a little bit of that. Really liked it. 
the next game I played was a game called Rotwood, which I know Scott is going to be interested in because it's made by Clay or Klee or Klee, however you say Clay, that name. Yeah, they are amazing. He loves yeah. everything they make. Yeah, they've ne- they've yet to make something I didn't like. Even the genres I don't like that they made, they're better than the ones that they're copying. And they are amazing people and really cool little team. This I also installed, didn't have time to play it, so can't wait to hear uh, what you thought. Um, I didn't play a ton of this. Uh, This one is interesting because like you, I do think it's important to know who's making it because I will say that, you know, I I think a lot of my interest is carried by who's developing it in this case. Um, Because when I got in, I made my character, which I did spend a bit of time. (laughs) <laughs> customizing not you you never do that that's a shock to me. i know yeah. i know you're shocked that i spent a lot of time in the creative characters especially for something as silly as like you're like a cat person or a fish person or a weird demony person mm-hmm. um but i i did spent a lot of time doing it and uh then you kind of run around on these little uh, like almost like vignette stages uh sort of like cult of the lamb had uh, but they are very well drawn, very well animated. Like the game looks very good. And then you kind of do Hades style hack and slash combat. And when you clear out a room, you get an upgrade or, or something to do uh, to boost your character. And then you go on to the next room. So it's very much in that similar vein of like Hades where it's, you know, this kind of brawler with uh, roguelike elements. One thing that is very cool about this one that I do think sets it apart besides its art and who's making it is uh, it does, it is co-op. So you do get to do this experience with other people. I did not do that. So (laughs) in other words, one of the more unique features about this is something that I did not experience. Um, But uh, my time with it, it looked great. It controlled great. um, But it definitely did have that. Oh, it's, Okay, it's one of those sorts of feels, right? Mm, yeah. And so I'm getting a cult of, uh, cult of the lamb vibe from the board or the levels and stuff. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. If it, it felt a lot like cult of the lamb in terms of how it how it looked, I think it played pretty tight. Like dodging and stuff felt pretty good. Um, and you know, I, I think visually and control wise, the game was great. But we've seen a lot of games like this. So I would say this is definitely on my radar, again, because of who's making it and their typical pedigree. But it's also extraordinarily familiar territory. Mm. Um, And that's kind of where I came away on this. Yeah, their recent card battler felt a little like that, too, where, I mean, visually it was insane. Yeah. pedigree of the developer amazing but at the end of the day it was a little bit like well it's it's new wrapping on a genre that is right now very well tread you know everybody's doing it so we'll see what it does i guess in the long term to separate itself but i mean who am i kidding i'm getting this game so (laughs) yeah i know yeah this is not a question for you 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 like everything they've done i i wouldn't expect that you wouldn't play this yeah it'll be Um, good they tend to take things that are well-worn genres and then improve them. So hopefully that's the case here. Yeah. Um, and again, looks great. The animation is really the big thing. Like the animation on everything is just really solid. Yeah. 
Uh, next one I played was a game called Star Trucker. Oh, I'm going to play this game, dude. I noticed that this was on your wish list, Scott. And once again, have I got a recommendation for you, Scott? Oh, Let me tell shit. you about Star Trucker. All Have right. you ever seen those like European truck simulator or American truck simulator and thought, man, I could maybe get into that if it was just a little more up my alley than this. Yeah. And then they went, well, what about that? But in space, Woo! <laughs> uh, Star Trucker is awesome. Uh, I will say that maybe I, this is the first time I have ever played a video game, though, in, in recent history and gone. I hope they'd make a VR version of this for Bo. Oh, I genuinely shit. think playing this game, I was like, you know what? This feels like this should be in VR. Mm. I can um, see that. And the truck simulator games you're comparing them to uh, have VR modes. So maybe they will. Maybe they'll add it, it. It just feels like it needs it. Everything is a you look at and interact with things. Everything is... It's very intuitive the way it's designed. I kind of hated the controls at first. Um, I still don't know if like accelerating and decelerating your space truck feels the best. But um, in general, it, I, it took a while to get used to the controls, but it feels right once it clicked. I was like, oh, okay, you're going to be doing a lot of like looking around and pushing other things while the truck is in motion. So it kind of makes sense that you're building momentum and looking independent of it yeah. um, mm. and kind of controlling your, your pitch and your yaw and you know, how you're aimed separately from your movement, because you need to do a lot of things yourself within the space, independent of controlling the truck. And yeah, you do everything. I, I played a bit of it and I was like, this is real chill. This is real casual, but this is real cool. And then I knew I needed to go play something else. So I went in the back of the truck and I turned off the oxygen system yeah. and uh, didn't die immediately. But I started making my way for my next delivery and slowly dark edges started creeping into the corner of the screen and uh, I eventually uh, died oh, yeah. <laughs> from lack of oxygen. Um, it at first I was like, this seems like this is going to be real simple, but it it actually gets complicated. You have to make sure that power is going to the various systems on the ship. You can damage the ship. Like one of the first things they have you do is go out and repair the hull on the ship. So maintenance is a big part of it, which I don't think falls into the American truck simulator games very much. I don't think they make you do a ton of maintenance work on the trucks themselves. Right. Um, but in this, you know, like I had, I had gravity fail while I was going because they said they did a tutorial about changing out your power supplies. And I went, well, I, I don't know about that. And I found a power supply and I changed it and was like, that's good. But it was the gravity system that was actually on the fritz. And so we're in the middle of a run. All of a sudden, everything started floating around the cab. And yeah. they're like, gravity's off. And I had to float in the back and try and figure out where the gravity system was so I could replace the power cell. And as soon as I plugged in the new power cell, everything falls to the ground and uh, we're back on the road. Uh, you know, so to speak, <laughs> it's cool. Again. Yep. Like, like it's, it's not the most fun I've ever had in my life. It wasn't like, it wasn't like 30 to 40 minutes of just pulse pounding action, but I had a really good time with it. 
Um, I, sometimes you play a game and you're like, oh, this is perfect for Game Pass because like, I don't know if I would want to buy this game, but I definitely want to play this game. Like, it's really, really cool and really unique. They definitely need to expand the radio. They, you can turn on the radio. It's just one station. And in my, again, I played 30 or 40 minutes of the game. I was already on a loop back through the radio station. Is it like so, like uh, Firefly Country style sort of stuff? It, it's not good. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Yeah, it is country. Yeah. Um, you should put the core is, podcast in there. Which is fine. <laughs> but, you know, I was already doing things. I was, you know, backing up and using the rear camera to make sure I docked with, you know, cargo and you know, docking stations, and I went and filled up, got gas. I took a shortcut, ignoring, like, a space lane of traffic and went through a debris field, which I think is, like, a risk-reward type situation because I had a little dash thing telling me there were projectiles I needed to worry about, but I don't think I hit any. (laughs) And so it's just really neat. Like, it falls... I feel like this falls very comfortably in chore core. Oh, yeah. Um, and even yeah. if they don't fix the radio, this feels like a perfect... I put something else on and played this at the same time because it's slow and methodical. It is not... You are not speeding anywhere. No. Uh, you are just going at, at a truck's pace. And, uh, you know, I it's... It's cool. I'm a hundred, really like 100% playing this. It ticks every box I have in gaming. It has, uh, it looks polishy, which I, the thing I complain about most about new chore core games, even when they're creative and done in different ways and whatever, is they kind of look like shit a little bit. They, the, the graphical fidelity of a lot of these games aren't great. And I, one of the things I loved about Shipbreakers, it looked amazing. This looks really good. Like, like graphically, it looks good. I like the Newtonian physics. I like everything about it. I am going to play this thing day one. The fact that I haven't played the demo yet is embarrassing. I can't wait to play this game. I'm so excited. Look at this skill tree. Holy shit. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Like, again, know what you're getting into. You're getting into space trucking. That is it. Damn straight. It is not, it is not trying to be anything different than that. So when I say it's really cool and you boot it up and you're like, you just flying a truck around yes yeah that's what, that's what you're doing but you're delivering you're says. delivering important goods to places that are your destinations that's what matters yeah you know you can't the galaxy there's cannot subsist fun. without help from you and your trucking company so get there's in there. fun space road signs and in interstates there are literal stop signs on the like warp gates like and they they just look like regular road stop signs right before you pull up to a warp gate. Like I love it. I love the aesthetic. It's so it's so fun. I'm all I, in. I think it's really cool. All in. Cannot wait. Uh, uh, the last yeah. one that I played, the last uh, next fest demo that I played, was a game called <sighs> Lightyear Frontier. Another one I want, real. Bad. I know. I did. I did what you should have done, Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah. I spent my time the way Scott should have spent his time. Yep. Lightyear Frontier is a survival game that takes place on an alien world where you're in a mech. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, that's a fun twist on a survival game. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like, perfect. Like, I I understand that twists on survival games are uh, impressive right now. We got Power World out there doing its work. 
Yeah. I thought this was super cool to be outside of the mech. You put the mech back together. Then you start stomping around, cutting down trees, uh, stabbing rocks with your mech arm. Like, it's just immediately oh, a cool you can, like, twist yeah. on you can, the survival you can put, genre. Make new, like, build new guns for your mech and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Although, so you assemble tools. a bunch of different tools on the arm. And, like, uh, you start with, like, a saw. It's like one part saw, one part spike. And then I went and got a water cannon, and the mech just pulls one piece off and attaches the oh, other piece and to it his has arm. Multiplayer? Uh, yes. Oh, goodbye, Pal World. Friendship <laughs> ended with Pal World. I'm now friends with Lightyear. And the, the funny thing is, is like the mech, the conceit of a mech immediately gives you an upgrade path that you're like, oh, this makes sense and this is awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah it's not just like a weird random unlock thing. Like I learned the knowledge of making handguns. Right. It's like, yeah, there's much more to upgrade on a mech. Oh, I'm digging this. This also has some serious, that polish I was just talking about, that chunky cassette future stuff is here. Yeah. And it looks yeah. amazing. Beautiful looking game. And it's also mostly peaceful, right? My understanding is you're not killing a bunch of stuff. You're mostly I have not building. been attacked by anything. There was some dangerous looking slime on the ground, but I walked through it and seemed okay. But I could wash it away with my water hose. Um, so that was already a fun interaction. Um, you know, the mech feels a little underpowered at level one. Like you're this giant mech with a saw on your arm. It still takes like a couple of swipes to get through a tree or a rock or something. Sure. But you also know, like, that's going to be the upgrade path. And like, that's going to, that's going to feel good and be fulfilling as you, as you go along on the journey. I thought the world looked really interesting. There's a weird green, like star in the sky that seemed to be getting bigger for some reason. And you know, I'm curious what that's going to be and, and how that's all going to turn out. And it just immediately was this conceit on survival games where it's like, yes, this is very familiar territory. You got to build a campfire and a bed and all this stuff. But it was just enough of a twist where I was like, oh, I'm having a lot of fun with this. This is neat. And the, the world is bright and vibrant and cool and interesting looking full of alien stuff. So yeah, uh, this I had is a, a really, play. really good time with it. Game and, Pass Day uh, 1, by the way, when it does come out. Um, oh, it's, is it? Yeah, this is one that was announced at the Microsoft event. This Not this year, last year, late last year. And I remember at the time going, oh, and then kind of forgot. And then this week, uh, I was just reading up on it, and it will be available there as well. So um, so is this going to be, like, should we buy a server for this game then? Hell yeah. <laughs> Survival <laughs> games hit, and I'm always into it. And you guys like them and stuff, but you don't really play them. I, this uh, kind of game, I'll play the shit, living shit out of this. But, I mean, this is like, this is yeah. everything about this. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, those same space truckers are right above us on this planet right now. Like this is in the same world. That's yeah. how I'm. Yeah, it does it. feel like it could be. They did go very, very well together yeah. in terms of look and Just, whatnot. There's like in the second trailer on the Steam page. There's like this. Like the four players are out of their mech around a campfire, just having a drink while their mechs, <laughs> like, you know, like parking, it's like tailgating or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. mechs, I'm like, oh, this it's, is awesome. It's really cool. I the other thing I like is, um, uh, or the, the this is a question I would ask the devs, and I don't know if they'd ever tell us, but. There is a segment in the first season of Love, Death, and Robots, which I adore. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. The one that felt very StarCraft. Yeah, with the Zerg-like creatures yeah. that had to fight and everything. 
It really makes me wonder if a bunch of them didn't see that in like 2018 or whatever it was, and then go, dude, imagine, let's just be those farmers. Let's do this. Because that's basically the premise of that of that whole thing. And I'm just all in, all in on this. Yeah. And they're definitely leaning into it. Like the crotch slash engine of your robot looks like the front of a tractor. Yeah. Like they know what they're doing from a visual standpoint. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this game super cool. Uh, I didn't, I didn't dislike anything I played. Like everything I played, I at least uh, I thought was very effective and enjoyable. But I had a good time with all of these games, like, and I I'm really excited to play a few of them again. Um, so a very successful next fest set of. Do we have a date on? Today. I'm just curious if there's a date on this yet. Light year frontier date. It's the first uh, Google search on that. Let's see. Yeah, March. Oh, oh, that's soon. That's soon, yeah, dude. Mid March. Very soon. Although it looks like it is, I mean, like most survival games, it looks like it is releasing in early access. So, um, fine with it's me. Probably not going to be a full launch, but, uh, yeah, it just seems like a cool thing. I see on the site you can upgrade and customize your mech. That sounds badass. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. That seems really, really cool. Uh, and I like the art style of it a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of all all for this. I think this game's going to be great. Also, if people felt like games have been lacking any color lately, good Lord, look at this thing. It's the most colorful yeah, game colorful. I've ever it's freaking seen. It's beautiful. All right. Uh, do you get up to any other trouble? I'll just mention I'm still playing boxes. I still did a couple puzzles in that. Still playing WWE 2K23 as we continue uh, to get to the end of season one with a with a big old tournament. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what I played. But truth be told, almost all my time's going into Infinite Wealth. Nice. Now yeah, the next fest was pretty rad. Yeah, it's good. I'd love it. It's almost like unofficial PC E3 every year. It feels like a little bit with all these demos. And we're just there's we get to play them. There's a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff that's going around. Like, yep, could be a good year. Uh, as if last year was, you know, not great. This year will be even maybe better. Who knows? Uh, Bo, you fi- okay? Finally, some of you in the chat have been waiting for this all night. Stormgate open beta demo. The StarCraft two yeah. people went and made a game. How is it? So after playing Tribes three instead of this for a while, I finally cracked open Stormgate. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't Uh-oh. know. I don't know what to say. I'm scared. I'm afraid. Uh, Hold me. <laughs> well, you know, it's not it's not that dour. Um but I think this my sense of it is this is pretty early. This is a pretty early build and we're not uh where we're at uh we'll, where we're going to be at hopefully at launch. So what's comprised in the package that we do get to play is the co-op commanders is available and um, there's verses, which I didn't get to. I played two or three rounds of co-op commanders, uh, both a Terran fact, Terran commanders available and um, the devil commander is available. The devil faction has a commander available. Um, and there was, as far as I could tell, only one mission, and the mission was, well, very basic. Uh, John, I know you've played a lot of co-op commanders, so you'll kind of understand 
my description may be more than some if you play co-op commanders, but basically yeah. there's four bases. You kill the four bases and then you kill the main base. Um, there are three carts or there are carts that periodically get shoveled over to the main fort. You got to interrupt them. If you let three pass, the mission fails. Now it's a three, uh, three player co-op mission. Um, but there's some frustrations, which I can't blame the developers or the game. First of all, the game is not StarCraft II. Yeah. So the pace of the game and the way things work, I think, emulate StarCraft One a little more, WarCraft Three, And I was trying to play it like it was StarCraft Two, and that wasn't really working. I you know, did a Deterran Bioball thing, because there's medical units and... and uh, you know, soldiers or Marines, I should say. Um, but there's no way to, you know, upgrade their damage or health. Like you just can't do that build. That build turns out didn't work. I got smoked. So I got my army like completely annihilated a couple times. So there is a learning curve in terms of learning how to effectively use the units, what they do, which is generally handled by campaign, which is not in the game. So fair, like fair enough. That's like, that's on me. I wasn't having fun because I wasn't understanding how the units were working. Right. Um, so that's one issue, um, uh, but maybe more on me or, you know, it's just a test of the game. Right. But I would say that the mission, not great. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't find it very fun, uh, compared to co-op commander missions. Um, I wasn't having that much fun, um, with it in, to a degree that I was like, maybe I'm in a bad mood. So. I loaded up StarCraft 2 to play some co-op commanders and I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> I played StarCraft 2 <laughs> immediately after and I was like, okay, it's like somewhat me, but also somewhat the game. Um, they've also said upgrades aren't in the game. They're coming. Yeah. So I think, I think like right now, this is at a stage of development where the nuanced competitive players are going to appreciate perhaps what they're doing. And like, keep in mind, I'm rooting for this game. Uh, however, I guess my major misgivings were this, the soundtrack ass, um, oh. soundtrack's not good. Uh, the music is, is just, I didn't, wouldn't enjoy it. And I gotta say, now that I'm in the game playing it a bit, I don't like the art, it's art style that much. It feels like Fortnite Starcraft and that's not my jam. Hmm. Um, interesting. I wondered yeah. about that. Cause that's, that's the thing I look for often early in a game. And its development is the art. And at first, I thought, well, this, they're kind of looking, this stuff looks like, like the buildings look like StarCraft 2, sort of chunky yeah. and, and, and rounded and flashing lights and whatever. But then these units, I see what you mean. They're like um, cartoony. You know, they, they, they got like that Fortnite look. It's yeah. not, I wouldn't even call it cartoony. I just call it the Fortnite look. Like that's the, about as- I'm going to just say this. Whenever I have seen footage of this game, I watched a couple matches and stuff like that. Every time I see a screenshot, the best way I can describe how it looks to me is like if McDonald's started selling StarCraft toys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this, is what, I, yeah. this is what it looks like to me. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, it looks like the Happy Meal knockoff of StarCraft. Yeah, and, like, and it's sort of, sort of getting that vibe from it. Like, and, you know, I understand what you mean because even the built, like, you know, thinking about, it again, StarCraft, the buildings and units are all iconic and very distinct looking. And in this, like, they felt like, I was having a hard time distinguishing 
between the various buildings on the Terran faction I was playing, or whatever they call them. You know, they, they, everything looked a little samey, not quite as iconic, like just like a kind of a death by a thousand cuts. Nothing that I'm like that, that's terrible. Actually, the game was quite stable and worked quite well. And I could see the ways they were innovating on the combat or the command card for your inputs. While I, I appreciate it. Well, it's not my muscle memory with it. I think they were improvements that you just have to get used to. Like there's a lot of good ideas in what they're doing, but part of the draw of Starcraft is it's badass, right? Like it's got a kick-ass soundtrack vibe, like, you know, pull out all the stops. We understand this is a smaller team working with less resources and they're putting it all into the, you know, functionality of the game. All that to say is just like, this game's not ready. <laughs> uh, this yeah. ga- this game's not ready, but it's an esports game. I think they got to get into. Pe- I think they have to get into people's hands early. But I think also, I looked at how many people were watching the open beta, and you know, more people were. It was like seven k. More people were watching Diablo four and older games and shit like that. Like this was not definitely not at a point where it's making waves. This is a very much a special interest game. Yeah, and um, genre at that. For that matter, yeah, kind of yeah. So at. you know, I don't think this game is gonna is gonna blow up because it doesn't have something for the people. To, like, there's a lot of people who bought and played StarCraft because the IP and franchise was very exciting, even if they long term struggled on easy through the campaign and that's all they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and enjoyed themselves and didn't get into PvP and didn't do co op commanders, and that's totally fine. The games need those hype, and I think. I didn't want to poo-poo it because I know multiversal stuff goes down a lot easier. And like, I get that the idea is, you know, we're taking these iconic sort of things and mashing them all up, but it, you have to reserve judgment. Like some of this, I feel like the game's not fully out yet, but like, I'm not, I'm not feeling the, these fact, these factions or these characters right now. Again, it's really early. One of the abilities has like, is a sensor bot that's supposed to, you place it in an area and it's supposed to reveal it. But it was just a gray, untextured floating dog with like the cone on his head. I didn't understand why. <laughs> you know, and it, and it didn't animate. It just kind of yeah. moved in the screen and then boot revealed an area. And I'm like, I don't really understand a lot of what's going on in this game right now. Like it doesn't. But it's early, right? Like yeah, it's early. Not, you it's know, early, like so it's like I'm I'm holding some judgment on it back because it's just to get people to try the game out, yeah. and that's fine. Sure. Um, from an esports angle, but it's, I don't know. And the map was really small. <coughs> it needs it. That UI is big. I got to take a drink. Sorry. Yeah. The UI definitely feels like it's fighting the, uh, screen a little, it's bit. a little much. Like I, I, I understand it's not so bad when you get in game, I wish it was smaller too, but it's not, it's about, it's about the size of the Starcraft. Yeah. Cause Starcraft yeah. is pretty chunky too, but that thing looks like yeah. it's taking up way more room than it needs to, or, or, um, Maybe there's a way to tweak interface later. Look, I don't know. It, it actually plays really well. Um, you know, like the, the in terms of press the game's responsive. You press the buttons, it does the thing. It can't get grabbing your units and microing them and stuff works pretty great. There's a lot of changes to how base building works that I don't that just don't feel intuitive. It's hard to say it's bad or not, but it's unique to its nature. It's still interesting, but. I wasn't too excited while playing it, unfortunately, if I'm just being honest. I mean, I think that's <coughs> so. fine. Like, like keep in sound the public or feedback. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there is anything wrong with providing feedback. You don't put the demo out just to go, hey, guys, this is the game we're making. You know, yeah. please, please don't say anything about it. We don't want to hear it. Like, uh. it's out there for a reason. I think it's perfectly viable to play it and say, here's my problems with it. And honestly, saying it doesn't feel quite as good as it should is a hell of a lot better place to start than it's bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And these are like, StarCraft uh, vets. They understand yeah. the genre more than anyone. So if anyone's going to pull this off, it's probably this team. But like Bo said, they don't have the same resources. They don't have the same legacy. Like it's hard. This is hard. And they're, and they're tackling a genre yeah. that's that's looking for a resurgence that hasn't had one in a while, you know? I guess there's just there's just some strange decisions that I, until I play it in a campaign and can get behind it, doesn't feel great. Like, one of the units is a dog on the human thing, and I'm like, I don't really want to control dogs. You're more of a cat guy. <laughs> you want to cat. I, know, it's just, I don't know weird. if that's... <laughs> it might be a both thing, although yeah, it's more of a both thing. Wanna, but like, I don't want to necessarily kill a bunch of dogs either. Yeah, the, the the Vulcan units are pretty badass, like the some of the mech units. But a lot of the units visually look kind of like blue blobs that look the same. Like they're not mm. as distinctive, I find, as like the Starcraft units, for example. Yeah, little things like that. The buildings also feel like. Especially on that demon group, like every building kind of what's this building do and what's that building do, and it's just it's hard to full, go full in on the criticism because some of it is learning the game. You're right. It's like the and Zerg. It's, it's, if you're going to learn bias, how, I, if you're going to learn how the bias Zerg with Starcraft, yeah. I played all the campaigns, yeah, exactly. I, so I you know learned all the units and I know how the game works, and some of it's just my own ignorance. So yeah, the strength of Starcraft and, is here are the Terrans. They're familiar. They have tanks. They walk around. They do people things. And then they say, well, now let's introduce the Zerg, who are weird as shit and grow all their stuff. And everything has to have the right ground to even happen. And then there's the Protoss. They got a whole other way of thinking. Like, I, that's what yeah. I love about StarCraft. But you're right. They have to kind of spoon feed it to you. And you can't do it in yeah. a quick match. I th- yeah. And I think, the, I think that, like, part where it's like, oh, this isn't that cool is nothing feels too, is feeling too iconic. Like, when you play the Hell faction... You start with a few units. Well, you always get a general that you can control, just like Warcraft 3, right? You have like a hero unit or co-op commanders. Yeah. Some of the, you know, when you play Zeratul, you control Zeratul on the map or Kerrigan. Right. Um, so you get you start with like your Hell Prince or whatever he is, but you also get a Butcher. Like, I know it's called Fire Giant, but he just looks like the butcher <laughs> like yeah i just i'm like wait butchers in this game like a fresh meat guy and i was like well no, you know it's, it's fire giant it's called but like he he's a big muscly red dude with you know i think a hook i don't know if he has a hook in one hand but he definitely has a big meat cleaver in one hand you know and i'm like this feels you know dota 2 vibes like i don't know i don't know man i i I, I didn't walk away going like this is awesome. I can't wait for it. I went going like I went and walked away from it going like I don't know. You know <laughs> yeah, you had more fun in tribes. It sounds like I was. It was a disappointment. Yeah, I, I definitely couldn't pull my. I could pull my. I couldn't pull myself away from tribes, but I very quickly after pulled myself away from Stormgate to play StarCraft Two co-op commanders. Mm. That's well, my assessment. That's, you know, that's, that's interesting. Like, no, it's fair. So, I think and, that's and I had a good time playing StarCraft. I was like, shit, yeah, I, I, I've been playing this. I need to, you know, I love, I love that beginning part where the music kicks in, the Terran music, and I'm building, I'm doing my, you know, build command card stuff. And I'm like, probably 
we'll get there with this game, but I don't know if I'll, it'll have the same vibe or appeal, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm a little worried about the future of this game mm. based on what I played. Maybe that's why they kept touting Metzen's involvement, which I don't think was a ton. I think it was mostly him saying, "Hey guys, miss seeing you around the office. What are you working on? Well, we got this thing." It's pretty cool, don't you think? Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, it's not quite, you know, Kerrigan and freaking yeah. Jim Rayner and all this, but it's pretty good. And if I were you, I'd make that fire giant shoot fire or some shit. All right, see you later. Like, I don't actually know any of this, but it doesn't seem like they had the same if I level. Were you, I'd, I'd get rid of the Fortnite vibe, please. <laughs> I don't think it had the same level of like story world building prowess that perhaps StarCraft got even in its earliest stages. So. Well, you might be take away from this discussion is I now cannot wait for the multiplayer Tuesday week where we make Bo play Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so excited. There's so, for many, it. There's so many good games we're not going to play Fortnite, I'm sure. I mean, but, I would um, play. I, you the would, only you reason. You waste your pick on Fortnite. You the know? only reason no, I would I play Fortnite. I am 100% wasting my pick on Fortnite. Yeah. It's just to troll me. It's just no, to troll no, me. No, 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 no. Because I think Scott will like it. And I think if you can get over yourself, you might like it too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do it, but I, I I will do it because it's with you guys. That's why I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, well, so what else have you been up to? So, oh, uh, it's a World of Warcraft sod. Um, oh, I just wanted to say one more comment about Stormgate. Oh, do is it. That I know that Simo Simu Liu is in it, so maybe it will be great. Oh, he that's right. I forgot. That about, yeah. Maybe I heard. I can't bring that up. Okay. Let's not say anything. <laughs> Scott walks into a trap. I just realized did, they would get a certain person in trouble. He was talking to Simu the other day. I was <laughs> oh. talking to him and learned all the details. I don't know him, but I know someone who knows him, and I heard things that weren't good. Oh, uh, anyway, oh, whatever. Shit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, be, I, I'm sure he'll do a fine job. Everyone, if you're hearing this, just... Do not post things on social media about don't this. Don't neuralize thing. yourself. Yeah. Don't fine. tell Paul. Don't tell Polygon or anyone else. Just just forget you ever heard anything. And some, move it on. Some of it's uh, public, but most of it that I heard isn't. But anyway, uh, I'm sure he'll do All a right. fine yep. job in in the game uh, co-op. Or sorry, Stormgate. <laughs> mm-hmm. In co-op commanders colon Stargate. I'm sorry, Star yeah. Stormgate. All right, Stormgate. Bo. Anyway, what's Anyways, going on in uh, Wild? Oh no! It's uh, today is uh, phase two released two hours before recording, which I haven't gotten into yet, but I'm probably playing after the show. So, phase two is here. Level caps forty, new runes, uh, new dungeons, new shit to do, other stuff, etc. I've tried not to really spoil myself too much on it, but everyone's everyone who's playing season of discovery is very excited for this next phase. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm still raiding twice a week, so still on the regular rotation. I love I've, it. I've I've ran Black Fathom Deeps now like 40 times. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to No More Gone, I guess, now. So I think I Black Fathom Deeps, in the old way of playing it, I've probably played it four times. Well, it's a long dungeon and tough to get to, especially if you're a hordy. It's a little bit more of a pain than for for a lion's. um, I don't know if I've ever played through it legitimately, but I've run plenty of people through it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, just follow me and pick up loot. Yep. Don't fight oh, okay. the and if the boss goes down, hide in its body until everyone else takes down the trash, and then let's move Overall, on. Overall, it was thing. it was fun. Killers <laughs> was challenging. The last boss was not so much, but um, anyway, just yeah, phase two starting. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to playing. I've also leveled a rogue now. Oh, 
So you got everybody, yeah. really. Who, Congratulations. Who are you I just, it's kind of fun to run. Whenever, whenever I'm done the raid, I'm like, I want to run it again. I mean, part of it is that a lot of people who listen are in. Season Discovery is very popular with our listener. Oh, yeah. Some, some of our listenership. So, you know, there's always a few more people that want to run that not because it's only 10 man raids and other people want to join. So I make alts so I can, you know, run more people through. That's the idea. Although I think. <laughs> I think at this point everyone has like 15 alts, so I don't. It's like the snake eating its own tail. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> we a try bit to like prioritize that. the new people, but everyone's like, "But I want to run this class," and I'm like, "All right, we just need to run people's mains, guys, and get other people in." But it's fine. It's all fun. It's fun. Yeah, you're just getting. You know, it starts to scale. Uh, somebody rises up, uh, kills Bo's character, and then there's a new leader, and it's just like Lord of the Flies over there. So. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent. We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we're going to do... Uh, oh, no, we're not doing a Dear Martha. We're not going yeah. to do it. Oh, I had an Martha. idea. We could, you could do a Dear Martha about what's going on with Xbox. If you want to add <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I mean, okay, actually, yes. All right. I will do that. We'll make That's it work. 100%. We'll do it a Dear Martha. It probably deserves it, actually. I uh, will. Yep, I will ad-lib it. I won't write it during the break. We'll ad-lib it. We'll do it live. All right, excellent. Because we're going to talk about Microsoft, some other stuff as well so stick around for that of course we have a couple of email or voicemails this week and a new mashup this week oh yeah <gasps> oh yeah and it's not going to be all bow clips <laughs> no <laughs> although the world thinks Supposedly. you said the thing everyone thinks you said the word pussy pants which is the uh term. <laughs> yeah, i know i'm like did you not listen to the last one they i'm the featured guy so it can't be me i don't know who it is this week but um because i haven't listened to it yet but we're gonna all after this break in uh about five minutes is all people in the chat so stay around We'll be right back. And we're back, everybody. Thanks for uh, being so patient. It's time for us to dive into uh, our, our little bit of extra news, and we're going to kind of combine it a bit with uh, Dear Martha. So uh, let's try this out. Um, we have this story about rumors that Microsoft is suggesting Xbox is going third party. People are losing their minds about it. Um, we're going to let Martha explain. Okay. John, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's fire it up. We'll see where it goes. All right. Here we go. My dearest Martha, I write to you today on the darkest day. Martha, I gotta tell you, Billy next door wrote to me with some terrible news. It seems the war is over. <laughs> the war I've dedicated every day to when I woke up in the morning signed into my reddit account till i went to bed at night signed out of my reddit account <laughs> been fighting the good fight martha but it seems old phil microsoft has decided to betray his people <laughs> they say that an army is only as good as the general leading them and i think we found a benedict arnold in phil spencer because <laughs> Arthur, he sold us out. He sold us out to Sony. He sold us out to Nintendo. He sold us out to the PC, which already was kind of the same thing, but... Damn it, I bought a headset for my Xbox. It had the logo on it, and now that logo means nothing but a hollow promise unkept for the people. Martha Master Chief might be on PlayStation and 
God damn it, it makes me vomit a little just to say it out loud. There's a chance that if I want to play the new Halos, if I want to play the new Gears of War, I might have the ability to pick which console I play it on. I might have the freedom to choose where I play it instead of someone telling me where I'm going to play it myself. And Martha, I'm just... I'm so sad. Comes a time in every soldier's life where he looks over the hill and he realizes... What am I fighting for? <laughs> and if it's not insane loyalty to a corporate brand, then I don't know why I'm even here. With a heavy heart, I say, Martha, I will never see you or the children again. <laughs> give, give a kiss to my son, the Duke. <laughs> why is it a <laughs> Tell him I love him. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next. Yeah. Xbox fan 973-5129-X. <laughs> that was 100% the right call to do, to do it that way. Um, I'm so sick of the discussion around this thing that it had to be this. And Bo, your your pictures made it even better that entire time. <laughs> yeah, Xbox fanboys crying. Bring it in, give me a hug. Who's the guy who writes the Dear Mars? Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Stewart. <laughs> Let's hug it out, bro. I mean, you kind of summed no it up. Xbox. But it's basically, you know, they followed through on what they've been telling us, and we haven't even gotten a confirmation on most of this. Hi-Fi no, Rush is going rumors. to the These are rumors. Nothing yeah. official has happened. Yeah. The only thing there official. There's no announcement. The only official I'm, the thing I'm aware of is that Hi-Fi Rush is indeed going to switch. That's it. Everything else that's been talked about, especially Starfield was a big discussion point, some other stuff. Oh, the upcoming Indiana Jones. None of this is confirmed. It's all rumor. And even if it's true, what you're seeing is, let's say it's all true. What you're seeing is what they've been promising us for years. Do you remember when Phil Spencer got up and said on various places, we don't care where you play our games. We just want you on Game Pass. He meant it. They all did. So don't get so weird and precious about it, everybody. It is what it is. Who cares what plastic box you've got it under? I would. I personally would love to have Game Pass in more places. That would be great. Let's go. Uh, but that's all we know right now, so it's kind of pointless. So having Martha do it was perfect. That was perfect. Not Martha, but the guy who call, writes Martha all the time. <laughs> the guy who writes to Martha. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, Bo, you're gonna leave the, you're gonna leave those hugging people up. That's, it was no. perfect, and honestly, it's the best that this story deserved. Yes, thank you. I agree. <laughs> that was perfect. The whole thing was, was an perfect. Amazing decision from Bo. I'm going to go ahead and say programming note from Bo. I'm going to go ahead and say it's the best coverage of this story that I've seen this week. <laughs> it really is. It's truly the best, most in-depth coverage. You know, journalistic standards be damned. We did it right here. All right. What else uh, is going I on? Just, to answer chat room, I did not draw the images I was posting. For audio <laughs> listeners, I was posting memes I Google image searched to Xbox <laughs> players crying. That's perfect. And to be fair, there's as many for PlayStation as there are for Xbox, because people take the time to make those. Every time one company slams another, PlayStation fanboys are crying, or Xbox people, players are crying. Yeah. Anyway, It's all link bait bullshit, and I hate it. 
It's the Xbox players realize they've lost, <laughs> and the memes are them. <laughs> yep. Tribe, this, like the, the tribalness is real, and people are freaking out, but whatever. I don't know why. I don't know why it matters to people. I'm trying to think why it would matter. Let's say Starfield goes to the competing platform. Okay. What changed for you, gamer? Nothing changed for you. You have your version, and your friend who has a PlayStation and can't afford both consoles, now he has a version, and you should be stoked for him if you guys I mean, like that you, game. I just I have a hard time believing people like uh, Xbox or PlayStation that much, but you know, I'd be bummed if Steam was closing down. Well, that'd be different. Yeah. Yeah, and they're yeah, not but doing there's that. a difference between Steam closing down and Gabe Newell saying all Steam exclusive games are now going to be available on all stores, which is already yeah, kind it, of the truth anyway. It, yeah. yeah, it is. It is an exaggeration. Like it is. Yeah. But Microsoft everyone thinks they everyone's a, everyone's all gamers are video game business analysts with master's degree in business administration. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem when you talk to gamers. They immediately know. Everything that's going to happen with their savvy study of, of the industry. That being said, all the freak out did prompt Phil Spencer to say that next week he's going to explain more so that people are less confused. So whatever that means, we'll talk about it next week. But sometime in earlier in the week, he's got some business interview thing. I don't know who it's with, but they're going to talk about what they're doing. So we'll, look, the, look we'll, no matter how hard you try, like, I'm going to put my corpo hat on and corpo hat says you need to set expectations of people, right? Because if they miss a detail and find out later, even if you did your due diligence, they're going to act betrayed. So you go out of your way to triple, triple down on telling people what's going to happen. Right. right. In that context. Right. The public, not so much, no. you know, in my experience, you can pace things literally on your forehead and someone's still going to be like, I didn't get the message. I didn't see it. Please explain it to me. <laughs> Look in a mirror. Uh, no, it's maybe backwards. It's a, I'm having a little bit sometimes this experience when I'm streaming and stuff, not to call anybody. Everybody who watches me is wonderful, but it happens where like I say it on stream and on the show, but someone will still message me on, on X.com and like they didn't hear it in the three different places. And I, I tried, I try to be reasonable, take a deep breath, but I'm like, I've said this thing so many times, you know? So, yeah. This gets a little ridiculous uh, at that scale. It's <laughs> at that scale. It's like, Phil has been saying it forever. And yet you somehow miss this. Um, but I have a different theory. Uh, can you play the X files sound? For oh, oh where is that? I have uh, a different theory about, about all of this. Oh, you do? I didn't know we were going to get it's this. It's more of a joke. It's a joke theory, but it sort of tracks a little bit. I wish I had this handy. Um, Hold on. Well, whatever. X-Files. You don't have to have it handy. You no, I, I got it. Here it is. Uh, there you go. All right. That puts us right there. So, so the console and the identity of the whole thing is like Xbox, right? X being the important letter. Mm. It's where the parties is. If there's a room and there's a label up top, it says X and Xbox and friends are in there partying. And then this uh, turd of a human uh, bought Twitter and renamed it to X and it's clearing out the party because he <laughs> took a shit in the party. <laughs> and Microsoft's like, yeah, we don't want the gaming brand associated with the letter X anymore because mm. this guy's clearly forcing the issue. And uh, we're going to call it something else and move on to a new era. It's just more of a joke than anything. Else, but All right. It's, it's kind of a Musk box. It's, <laughs> it's an Elon. It's in a way, it's a it's an Elon Musk box. box oh, I see what you've done. A Musk, a Musk box. Yeah. Yeah, like Musk he's stating the brand and I guess they can't. You know, <laughs> a Musk a, box. Can't do anything like, about it. Sounds like so. something that smells 
in order to attract animals. Exactly. Uh, he took a big shit in the X room, and they're like, you know, we don't want to. But see, we even have something in the chat that's happening that is the problem here. I Omega Nine, I like you a lot. You're around all the time. You're a cool dude. But his comment in here is, "But yeah, I will never buy an Xbox again. I got my PC for Game Pass now. I'll have my PS Six for games." We don't know anything yet. You're making a decision about a thing that is purely rumor and speculation. So just give it a minute. Let it settle. Let's hear what Phil has to say. And even if he does, there's no drama in this. In fact, that's a thing you should do. You should say, well, I probably won't buy an Xbox again. And they probably won't make it again if this is where they're headed. I think they're going to yeah. make a handheld personally. I think they got a long-term plan that's like totally... There's yeah. Hold on. Here's me. That was one of the rumors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a mi the, mi the Microsoft Switch. Yeah. Basically, they're going to make yeah. a handheld that runs Game Pass and not just cloud, but like you know, let you install it. More of a Steam Deck kind of approach, but and and the, then plug it into a dock into your TV. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Um, but it's yeah. My point is like I I we just don't know shit, and this is kind of a Microsoft problem to say things like. Or to let, I don't even know where they originally leaked. Do we know where this information leaked? Because that's kind of the whole point. No, it's no like some big general, just like rumors. And like sometimes, I don't know, people are just like, what? We, we I have all this fire from talking about Pal World, but that went away. So now I'm just going to go read Reddit until I find something spicy and then start a fight with all my friends about it. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. Just take a breather. <clears throat> like, it's just just wait and see. Yeah, take like, a nap. We'll find out next week. He's going to say stuff. It may not even be the full story. It may just be enough to stem the tide of misinformation. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. The other thing, too, because, you know, chat room's like, but I want my console for my TV. And, you know, that's just, I want, if the consoles go away, I don't have, I have less options. It's bad for us. I, I know most, I know I'm not going to get a good response to this, but I'm going to say it anyways. You can hook up a PC to the TV <laughs> and do Steam Deck yeah. picture. Which You're is, not I, like I, it, like it's not as it's not as hard as people think. Like you can just run your PC. You can have a PC set up on your TV. I did it for years, and it's great. It's actually way better. You can get a, um, a micro keyboard with a touchpad as a remote control, and you can hook a controller up, play all your controller games on Steam Big Picture or whatever. Like it's all actually super feasible. Yeah, that all works, but. The the bigger point is that we're just get a PlayStation. Yeah, I do. I do say I will say this. All right, let's just say Microsoft. Let's well, let's pontificate. If Microsoft gets out of the console business, meaning they don't make the plastic box you all worship anymore, uh, for whichever side you're on, let's say they stop doing that entirely, and it's a yeah. cut deal. Like from, you know, this is the last generation Xbox. Okay. I, it you could make the argument it's not good for games when competition in that space reduces down to basically Sony and that's it. There is no competition. Does somebody come into the picture and offer some competition? Does Sony? Uh, does Nintendo up their game and go for power again? Probably not. So is that good? Probably not. Competition is good. And so I don't love that part of it, but these things have a way of working themselves out. I, I just think that like there's an issue with games the games industry which is we started off this whole thing it being a family entertainment center to get the parents to buy things for the kids and making the money on the back end i don't think they're making money on the back end with these loss leaders as much anymore i don't think selling you know a, a thousand to two thousand dollar machine for 300 bucks is 
a good business is like uh, looking into the future, a good business to be in for the next five or 10 years. Like you guys enjoy your cheap discounted shit, but like, I don't think it's the money maker it used to be, especially with the game prices not really going up, uh, even though they did save on the fact that they have less spend on physical media. I just, I mean, I look at my own Xbox purchase, could be an outlier, it's just an anecdotal thing, but like I bought the box, I bought a few discounted games, maybe spent $100, like Microsoft lost money on me, 100%. I haven't paid off the machine yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't think being, and that's why the PlayStation devices are going creeping up because all you, all you kid people who were kids back in the Nintendo day are adults. Like you have jobs, you could be spending a couple grand on your console. Why are you spending $300 for a console? <laughs> well, for those who don't love it and just want to have a thing for the kids, play Blu-rays, watch streaming services. I mean, I think consoles fit a pretty good niche and they sell really well. I mean, they outsell PCs for games anyway. Yeah, because they're um, a great deal. What I'm saying is they wouldn't sell well if they were actually charged at retail, which you'd pay for a PC, because it's like all the same components. Like they're they sold at a loss. That's true. They do it. They're lost. They have to make now. the money back on the software. So yeah. if people are buying less software, because mobile is the place to be, and you know we're they're doing these aggregate kind of deals instead. Like they rather sell you Game Pass than sell you a box or sell you a full price game on their store, you know, I just, I don't know. I think what I'm saying is I think the console business is kind of not going in a healthy direction. You well, know. and to, to what Scott said about competition, cause that is something I agree with. Like I typically see competition as a good thing. It pushes both to do better, but I think that that has happened. And I think what we have seen as a result of that between, you know, like, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Microsoft is Nintendo has veered wildly away from the other two, and the other two have fallen into sort of a parody uh, with one another. And I think that if Xbox went away, which we don't even know if it's going to happen, but if it did, and Sony was the only the only one doing the console business, and they started laxing, and all of a sudden there was an opportunity for someone to do better, then someone would. They'll I think part in. of the reason why yeah. you don't get in this race is because right now, both companies are doing pretty much the same thing just as well. Yeah, I think yeah. the big thing that sets them apart is exclusives, which is a silly thing to set each other apart with, and Game Pass, which can be anywhere. Right. So if those are your two identifiers as like, this is what we're doing differently, then there isn't a need for another competing box. But if... Microsoft disappears and Sony all of a sudden is like, eh, we're not going to do anything really. We're, we own the market share. We don't have to do anything. Well, then Microsoft or anybody else can come in and go, hey, we see an opening now where we can differentiate yeah, They pick up the slack. We'll do it. Yeah, I agree. That's totally how this will go. This is historically correct as well. It's just how, it's how these businesses go, tech or otherwise, just the way it works. So I'm not that worried about any of it. And I think Microsoft is right, hate it or love it. They're probably right about the future uh, of this stuff being services and cloud-based. And I don't just mean streaming the games. I mean how you get them, where, they, where you get them, and just us being less dependent on a certain box being under our, our television. And that's going to apply to Sony, whether Sony's ready for it or not, too. So you know they're thinking about that future. Anyway. Uh, there's another big story. This just hit. Disney invested 1.5 
billion dollars into Epic to create something akin to a, per, a persistent universe that's connected to Fortnite in some ways. But basically, uh, I it, don't know if it's going to be connected to Fortnite. No, oh, all the articles I read said it was. Let's see. Uh, I didn't see anything about it connecting besides the fact that it's by the people who made Fortnite. Let's see. Uh, okay. Disney to invest. Okay, here it is. The The one I read was this. Um, oh, come on. Where is it? Because my, my understanding yeah. is that this is a separate thing from Fortnite. They have partnered with them in the past because obviously Fortnite has Marvel properties. It has Star Wars properties. It depends how you read the PR the statement. Our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite and the transformational new games and entertainment universe. Yeah, maybe that's why so people the, the are reading into it. The implication is it's not we're partnering with Epic, but we're taking Disney brands and the Fortnite brand and pasting them together but like regardless Lego. they are ultimately doing something together that they are putting a ton of money behind yeah it's a lot 1.5 billion is a lot and that's just sony's end of it um 10 cent slash epic will probably equal that and more um i don't know how to feel about this other than disney's got a deep roster of interesting content perhaps or opportunities but they've also got a record of trying to do big shit and then dumping it yeah. Um, and so I would actually be a little worried. <laughs> That's where I'm hoping that the Epic connection can, you know, shore it up. Like to me, if you say, well, what's Disney's strength, it's their brands and properties. What's their weakness. They have a tendency to lose interest very quickly and stop caring. But what is Epic good at? It's good at writing something out and keeping it fresh and evolving it like they do with Fortnite. I mean, so, Fortnite has stayed relevant a lot longer than most other video game properties when you true. think about it. Yeah. So, um, and it's, I mean, it's completely pivoted. Like the Fortnite that we talk about when we say Fortnite is not even the game they were making. So I think that there is a strength there on Epic. We'll see at the end of the day, I hope they make something cool. That's that's all that really matters. It doesn't matter if it's a Star Wars thing, a Marvel thing, a persistent universe thing. Like, who cares about all of that? If we get something cool out of it, great. And if we don't, let's yeah. do it. And Disney's not buying anything. Um, Omega Nice says that's only 169th of Blizzard. I mean, yeah, that is that much money. But the thing is, like, I, I think that, that Epic is uniquely positioned to do a deal like this with somebody as big as Disney. What I what makes me mad, and you know what, this is my bias showing because all week I've been complaining about how Epic put all they were making a new Unreal Tournament game and it was going to be amazing. Uh -huh. It looked incredible. The alpha was great. I was so excited. And then they pulled that entire team off and put them on Fortnite because Fortnite was taken off. You dicks. You dicks. Tim Sweeney, F right off. Here's two birds for you. Put these in a bun and chew them. All right, buddy. Yeah, I'm with that. And we were what looking this segment taught me is that I can't wait until Scott has to play Fortnite on the multiplayer <laughs> Tuesday as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, whatever. I, I just like I, I get where you're coming from. Everybody's gonna have the things they're passionate about, and it sucks when the the passion doesn't go that way. But clearly, they were not wrong to have faith and believe in Fortnite. Yes, you. From a successful and, venture standpoint. And I say that as someone who just earlier in the show said Unreal Tournament would be on my list of favorite video games of all time. 
I and it's genuinely shocking to me that they haven't done anything with that property since and that I'm more excited to go play a game from way back then on a server than almost anything new that's coming out right now. But at the end of the day, like they pulled resources from an unknown Unreal Tournament thing to put into Fortnite, which has gone on to be insanely successful. I can't really say like bad show, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but doesn't that I, from a personal standpoint, like, doesn't it suck ass? Like, I think this announcement sucks ass. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it sucks ass. I just don't know what it'll look like. like. Like, what will it be? Will it be like when like, they're? I'd rather have Unreal Tournament, yeah, as well. Like, you know. Like, oh hell yeah! You like, know what? Take- this is in place of something else, and I'm like, you picked poorly. You might pick the right business one, but in terms of coolness and what I want to play, like, this is like. Right. I mean, who, it wasn't. Indoor. It wasn't at the. Sh- it wasn't at the store. No, it's like, well, we went to McDonald's, and then you're like, why the fuck didn't I get a Whopper? And we didn't go to. We didn't go to Burger King for one. We went to McDonald's. Right. Like, right. Disney invested a bunch of money for Epic to make something. Unreal was never on the table. There was never going to be a world where Disney's like, you know what? It has nothing to do with us, but why don't we just give Epic a bunch of money to make a property no, they have e- the rights e- to? Epic could say, no, we don't want to do it, and we're going to do this Unreal. I think they could thing. do both. They should take the money from Disney, sure. make the Disney sure, shit, too. and then just shave off a tiny percentage of that cash, make freaking Unreal Tournament 4, or wherever number yes, we're at. 100%. Oh, shouldn't be laying gosh. people off. Put people... Put people on that. They still have a website for that game, and it still shows the alpha's going great, and everybody baby, contribute this. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing? They or give it to the community. You know what? Just open source it. It's Unreal Engine. Everyone uses it. It's fine. Let us have it, because it was, it was getting there, and it was great. Damn it. Um, they say the new Quake has been walking corpse for half a decade. The new Quake just came out in 2022. It was in beta for a long time. Is that what they mean? Anyway, whatever. I played some of that the other day. Quake Champions? Yeah. Arena FPSs is a dead genre. Sasha Wolf, you want to get kicked out of my chat room? Is that what you're asking for? (laughs) It's not dead. There's tons of them. Yeah, I love them. Are you kidding? Like, I get what you're saying. You want cool things. And, like, yeah. Just talking about tribes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tribes (laughs) is coming back. I know what they mean. It's It's like RTSs. Sure, it isn't the dominating influence that they used to be. We're not asking for them to dominate again. I just want, everything doesn't need to be a battle pass. Everything doesn't need to be chasing the, 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 the battle royales and then chasing the MOBAs. And then I just, I'm tired of all the chasing. Like somebody freaking innovate or make old cool shit. I don't care which. Pick, pick, yeah. your, pick your team. They could do it. I'm all for it. I just uh, don't necessarily think it has to be one or the other. I think they have enough money to do both. They could do both and not fire anyone, the rat bastards. Uh, speaking of Tencent and they're firing people, uh, they're making reportedly an Elden Ring mobile game like Genshin Impact. Well, uh, I mean, I think we'd have to check this out. I'd have to play it and see. I No, I don't. I do. I want to see it. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't want to invest in it. The the noteworthiness of it is that the stands of the From Software are, you know, the, yes, just charge me one box price. You know, that's like one of the things touted, same with Baldur's Gate, right? Like there's a movement within gaming, you know, player bases where they appreciate uh, one and done games, right? So this is, you know, this is hurtful. 
It's, you know, it's like Tencent going like, eh, we can make some money off this Elden Ring. People like that Elden Ring. Why do they like it? We don't know. <laughs> you know, but let's slap some microtransactions on it. Sucks. Sucks. Yeah. I just wish... I want it to stop, man. So It's so gross. Is it because we're men <laughs> of a certain age? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's It really isn't. I, they want to gaslight us into feeling it's not normal to just want to pay for a game and have it that be it. Yeah, that's what I think too. I just don't. I just always want it's, to ask the question: Is it me? It's the same thing people do with gambling. Gambling can have real problems. People can have experience real problems with gambling, and they'll just say, "Well, just control yourself, right?" But yeah, people can't. But right. all the people who can, or all the people who don't gamble. But shill gambling to make money off of other people, you know, promote it as an okay activity without any negative repercussions. Yeah. And it's the same with people who compulsively shop. Compulsive shopping is a real problem. People overspend. And, you know, when you're playing that game at three in the morning and you know you shouldn't buy another gold pack and you do, they know what they're doing. They sit in the boardroom and go, how do we exploit these dumbasses? <laughs> like, uh, you know, like that's, that's, that's what it is. Like, it's an insult to, to it's, it's a, it's not showing like respect to a player base or to a love of a genre. It's a celebration of people being money sucking shitheads. And that's like, it, it, it's obvious, but people can't keep away from it. So it, they get to look virtuous because mm. you're like, this sucks. But why is it making so much money? It's like, because you're exploiting people. And sick people don't realize they're sick. So some of those guys, that one guy haunts me forever that spent $100,000 <laughs> in Diablo Immortal. I remember that, yeah. And justifying, like, that was donated crazy. to cure cancer or something. Like, you just gave it to, like, some, some dumbasses who get to pad their, like, CV with, like, look how much money we made on their mobile game. <laughs> Yeah. Whale idiots decided to give their money. And I'm not on a high horse about it. I'm susceptible. But I have a limit. Like I'm not gonna spend a hundred grand on something, but I don't want I don't want to even be put in this position. I feel like because I appreciate games and will try out your game, I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable to your tactic, to your exploitative tactics. Mm. It's not because we're old. It's just, well, if it's because we're old, it's because we're wise enough, right? That's right. Wisdom. 18, that's right. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I'm on that so fast, yes. If yes. I'm 18 or if I'm in my twenties going like, Oh, you know, I, there was a period of time where like I wanted to be a professional poker player. I thought I could do it. I thought po gambling was incredible and people who poo pooed it. I never really had a problem overspending. Actually, in fact, I probably am very conservative and wouldn't put up a lot of money at once. Yeah. But I held on to the dream and spent a lot of time playing what is kind of a shit game with the notion that I would be making lots of money as a winner. And the truth is probably lifetime losses are in the 5 4 or 5,000 over several years of playing. Sure. Uh, and that's why I was like, you know, I could just be doing other stuff and not, you know, I'm clearly not someone who can buck the odds and win. I'm not going to be one of these people. I'm just going to do some other shit with my life. And, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of like that, except in this case, there isn't even a hope in hell you're going to win money. <laughs> like I'm playing Warcraft Rumble. It's so annoying. I can't progress because I'm, I'm not, I'm refusing to buy anything further. And Onyxia is level 30 and all my dudes are level 23 and it takes a bajillion experience points to level up. And, but the shop's there to kind of speed it up, 
if I drop a couple hundred dollars, not ten, I'm not going to level up to the state level I need dropping 10 bucks. Yeah. I need to drop a couple hundos in there. Hundies. Unless yeah. I want to spend years trying to finally access this content, this pinnacle content in the game. And they could just design the game better, but they don't on purpose to exploit people. And, and, we are nerds. Like we know game mechanics in and out. We see the matrix. Uh, grandma doesn't see the matrix. Grandma thinks it's cool. It's just a fun little game. And I bought, spent so much, like they don't. And if they have to know, sorry, I'm ranting. I'll stop soon. Um, <laughs> it, it, they don't, they don't even see the matrix. And in fact, they'll defend the matrix. It literally is the matrix. Mm. All right, I'm done. All right. Well, Wait, we need to... Actually, I agree with everything you said, but I still have to play this by law. But I agree with everything you said. Yeah. yeah. All of it. But anyways, it's it's an insult for From Software, for Tencent to be doing this to Front Software, but not shocking. No, they're (laughs) going to milk that tea. Tencent is a Mickey Mouse dumbass company, but whatever. (laughs) I can say that because I don't want any of their dumb investment. Sure. Don't buy my companies or anything. I do but, like yeah. I do like Wild Rift. Is that bad? I think it's I think it's a pretty good mobile. Yeah, game. Wild Rift's great. I mean, a lot of those games are great. Just in shitify, it's in shitification. In shitification, yeah. yeah. Well, let's in shitify our lives further by playing a couple of voicemails. Actually, we really like these, and we appreciate you guys sending them. It is an easy thing to do. Call eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. You can also leave text there. But today we're focused on your voicemails. Now, this one I'm going to play is a little long. It's two minutes and some seconds. But the reason I'm going to play it is it feels educational. And I think that's important. And we have a listener who is a history teacher and would like to clear up some stuff. Yeah, clear up some stuff. Um, We talked, we had a whole discussion about presidents who died in office. And it turns out we got a lot of that wrong. And I really like his approach. It sounds like a I don't cool think I did because I just said I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it right actually. <laughs> you were the most right of all of us. But um, I found this really interesting, so we're going to play it. Here it is. Hey, core lords, it's Axel, your favorite U.S. history teacher. Um, you were talking about uh, dead presidents on 402, and I want to chime in. Uh, Zachary Taylor, you didn't know why he died, but he actually died from eating too much strawberries and drinking too much milk. Or sorry, sorry, it's cherries. It's cherries and milk. Um, and it caused a issue in his gut that he died from. Now, there is a belief that it's possible that he was poisoned by slavers from the South uh, who were pro-slavery since Zachary Taylor was a little anti. But uh, there's not enough evidence to corroborate that. So it's either poisoned by slavers or more likely he ate too many cherries, drank too much milk, and had a tummy trouble and died. Um, William Henry Harrison, uh, old Tippecanoe, as he was known when he was running, back when they uh, used to have fun names for the presidents as they ran for election, like uh, the Tiny Magician, for instance, another good one. But uh, <laughs> old Tippecanoe, William Sleepy Henry Harrison, Joe. he was a war yeah. hero, much like Andrew Jackson from the War of 1812. After Andrew Jackson's term, he wanted to prove that he was tougher than Andrew Jackson and smarter than the other president as well, and so he gave the longest inaugural address in history. Well, he did that. <clears throat> While he did that, it was raining very hard, and it was very cold in January when you give those addresses, right? And so he's standing out in the cold, wet rain, and he is not wearing a hat, he's not wearing a coat, and he doesn't need them because he's a big, tough man. Well, that guy gets uh, pneumonia and dies just barely over a month into office, and so he proved that he is neither smart nor tough in his efforts to prove how tough and smart he was. So uh, McKinley was assassinated, and that's how um, you get your uh, your first Roosevelt, Teddy. 
Teddy Roosevelt was the vice president. He becomes the youngest president in history, not the youngest elected, but the youngest president in history because McKinley is assassinated. Then they try to assassinate uh, Roosevelt later, but he takes it to the chest, if you recall. He's going to give a speech. He gets shot in the chest. Um, no, he does go through his steel glasses case and through his 50-page speech that was folded in his pocket so the bullet doesn't penetrate very far into his chest. But he does say to the crowd, uh, you all have to be very quiet. I have just been shot. And then he gives the rest of his speech like a boss. So Whoa. those are some of your presidents. Uh, have a great day. And I'll uh, see you all later. And again, that was uh, this is actually your, your history teacher. Bye. I love it. I want to go to back to school and be in his class. I just want to point out anytime you ever feel like you're you're just not tough enough. Yeah. Just remember that too many cherries and milk. Yep. And a little rain speech felled two two presidents of the United States. So so he died because he didn't wear a jacket from hypothermia. Yeah, he was so refused to be like. And nobody believes in global warming because, like, (laughs) when is the last person? I see kids without jackets all the time. Well, they're just being stupid. But in his case, he thought it was a sign of hypothermia. (laughs) He thought he was. He thought he was being manly. I remember hearing that story about how he read the longest speech ever, and we didn't have you know antibiotic and antivirals and all that stuff then. So that dude was just asking for it to be out there in the in the elements and then catching something and then you know pneumonia will tear you a new butthole if you don't yeah, have pneumonia's pneumonia's rough yeah yeah that used to kill people left and right. I uh, got <laughs> it when I had valley fever. Oh my gosh, pneumonia on top of it. That's not fun. I got it when I had the flu, and then it developed into it in 2008, and it was the worst 16 days or something of my physical life. It was awful. For a long time after I had pneumonia, if it was really cold and I took a big, deep breath in, I got a sharp pain in my chest. Well, listen, like I'm just saying, I go out in short, like I put a jacket on, but I'll be wearing shorts like all the time. It's because you're Canadian. It's pretty, well, it's because... The winters aren't as cold as they used to be. Well, that's true too, right? <laughs> Canada, not forty, yeah. not forty below Canada. anymore, guys. That's, yeah. that's the point. The point I'm making is yes, it's serious and yes, it's cold. But like, I see people all the time bucking, you know, not bundling up before going outside. Nobody's falling over or getting sick. So, no, you know. and also here where I live, we are having the weirdest half warm, half cold winter. It's so weird this year. Yeah. It's all. It's after. a bad one. It's pretty much over. It's only February for for us. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. funky. But anyway, so is it possible to die from cherries and milk? That's a thing. Uh, you can die from <laughs> too much of anything. Say, okay, really. enough talk about the cold. Let's talk about how somebody <laughs> died from cherries and milk. Yeah, everybody who's eating cherries and milk tonight probably perked up a little bit when we brought that up. But I think cherries. I just imagine someone at home listening to core enjoying cherries milk in my favorite podcast <laughs> <laughs> and all of a I sudden they're like oh no yeah, i got oh, a bit of anxiety no. from that too because i'm like what what kind of milk oh. do you drink like, i drink milk every day i think we found it so according to this it was too much cherries and milk but the cherries are also possibly uh had cholera there was cholera bacterium in the cherries oh, were, yeah and okay. that's what screwed they up were. his guts because be- <laughs> cholera will wipe you out if you're if you're back, if you lived back then in 1850, 
It was a rough yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it could be. So, but he, but it made it sound like he ate too many. Like he was eating a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like once you reach I, a certain I, the impression I got was the cherries like, and milk. This guy like ate like a bowl of cherries every hour. Like diet coke and Mentos. If you combine a certain number of cherries and milk in your belly, you just explode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then washed it down with a big old jug of milk. Mmm. <laughs> Unpasteurized freaking 1800s milk, baby. That's how they had fun back then. It's the cherries and milk challenge mm. new on TikTok. <laughs> Camp TikTok. That was the real squid game back then. Uh, all right. We're going to play. Oh, we already played that other one earlier, so we don't have any more of those. But I do have a, this mashup. So Jamie sent this in. It's called Pussy Pants. The voting thinks. <laughs> but, Sorry. <laughs> I already knew it. I don't know why it caught me off guard so much. It's always funny to say. Bo is currently leading the poll with 49.6% as the person who said it. I am in uh, 30% and John is at 20 I think the vote. I voted for Bo. Who did Bo everybody and I, vote? Who did everyone vote? Mostly Bo. Um, I voted for John again because I figured if it was wrong last week, maybe it's good this week. And I voted Bo. Know, I voted for Scott. Wait, we really? all did it again. Yeah, we did it again. So here was my logic. It sounds like something Bo would say. Mm. Like this is a hundred percent a. a <laughs> when did I ever say the word pussy? Come on. <laughs> but say, Jamie did like say that. that we were each going to get our turn. And yeah. using that logic, even though it sounds like a bow saying, I voted for Scott because I was fairly certain I didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mm. sound like me. No, it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> it doesn't sound like something I would say. I don't think it sounds it like me either, it. but I think it does sound like something Bo said. So I don't know. I'm going to stick it's to my guns. It's something you could, I can see you walking into it by mistake, you know? Yeah. It's possible. You do that, yeah. you do that verbally. Sometimes you say weird things and you go, oh shit. That was yeah, weird. I didn't mean that. I meant poopy <laughs> pants is what I meant or something. So, yeah. well, let's find out together as I hit play on this. Another mashup from Jamie. Thank you, Jamie, for this. That's the wrong one. Hold on. Here it is. Look at this weird mole on my testicle, everyone. Zip. You know, if you keep pumping stuff in there, I'll bet we get there quick. <laughs> Death loop. I always remember that. I always remember um, pray, but I always forget. Un- Hold on. Don't say it. You are already on the wrong letter of the alphabet. Oh, over, <laughs> underappreciated. Nope. What is it? Shit. Dishonored. Dishonored. Gosh dang it. Why is it overappreciated? <laughs> I mean, every time we did something bad, they'd send us down to the woodshop teacher who was allowed to touch your nipple. And I thought that was a weird way to handle it. What? Oh, is that not a normal thing at schools that people just. Is there a are real story behind this? No, I'm not being what serious. What are you talking about? <laughs> they would never do it's that. It's Tom Demerit, the woodworking teacher. <laughs> the woodworking who's teacher. Touch your nipple. Just like if I died in real life, I'd like it to be here on a on a court. <laughs> just like right here understand. on the air. <laughs> That's awful. I like I wouldn't know what to do and then I'd probably get canceled because people would be like, You see that clip where Scott dies you know on the show and John <laughs> just looks awkward and then hangs up the call. <laughs> oh, Think long and hard about John's And it's an adorable little I find people who aren't even interested in per se just like the cute little yeah. shape but you got somebody with like a shaved head versus her, uh-huh. her her big fleshy weird thing i like that scott has reduced this argument down all the way to just basically <laughs> saying she has a bigger head than normal people 
Yeah, he's putting consumer grade chicken in his butt, taking it out of there, putting it in the fryer, and then selling it to people. Is it weird that every time you tell this story, there is right. a little part of me that goes, well, thank God he cooked it afterwards. Yeah, right. Well, there, that is better than if you handed me a raw one and said, here, eat this. This has been on my butthole. Yeah, but you still eat butthole chicken. Like, I'm sure there's things yeah. that have happened at fast food restaurants of all ilks that we nobody wants to know what we've eaten. We don't want to know. Yeah, it's better yeah. to not know. Jizz. You've oh, eaten jizz. You've eaten poo. You've okay. eaten jazz. You've eaten jazz. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, you've got a real very delivery to that word. I'm just saying, shout out. We all all sit the- high. <laughs> I have a bigger head than normal people, and it's a problem for me. So I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do a headshot from 200 yards away, she's going to be a way easier shot. I imagine that, like, gif where people are, like, calculating and running the numbers and looking around, and then Scott's like, I got it. <laughs> After a lot of studying, her head's bigger. He has the cheat codes, the destroyer. More code. area to possibly hit. There's this guy who ran a mega church in Colorado. Every week, his two main topics were anti-gay, anti-drugs. He gets found in an old hotel somewhere with a pocket full of meth with a gay prostitute. Anytime Isn't that an you Atlantis Morissette song? <laughs> I, got, I got a pocket full of meth and I'm sitting with a prostitute in the car. Food and video games. It's a thing. And we appreciate the question. A kissy bear? I almost said pussy pants. Pussy oh, pants. Damn pussy oh. pants. Why did I almost say that? Thank God. I know. It just was coming into That's my not face. The name. It was just not coming, the name. It was coming out of my mouth. I was like, pussy pants. And I mean, no, I'm sorry. Kissy bear. <laughs> what the frick? I would have. Ne- I'm never in a million years would have picked me for that. I got it again. I doctored it out. I figured it out. It yeah. happened as I said, though. You walked into it by mistake. You I did. I mean, I did. Kissy bears. The chat. The chatter. The frequent chat room chatter. You called them pussy pants. <laughs> 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 I don't have any memory of that. Like usual, I don't remember half the shit we yeah, say. I don't remember either. So much fun. Uh, thank you, Jamie. Those are amazing. You killed it once again, sir. Uh, I'd like to end things today by reminding you that we have patrons that support the show. The reason the show stays on the air is because of you. And we got people like Tony and Chip and John Kelly, not the uh, former uh, uh, presidential advisor, uh, and Thomas Lambert also. You guys are awesome. You join a huge family of uh, happy people who support the show and get no commercials ever, pre-show content every week, and monthly benefits, including art in the mail from me, host specials from the hosts. Who we got coming up? John? John. Right? Or me? Who's really? next? Yeah. I mean, probably one of us. Bo just did too. I feel like he should definitely be off the hook. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get take February off, guys. Yeah. Don't do February. I, although Bo and I did talk about potentially doing a Yakuza talk, but maybe we yeah. wait until we finish Infinite Wealth now. Oh, right. That's, yeah. I look forward to that. I actually really want to hear that. I know it'll be full of spoilers and stuff, but I want to hear you guys just go on about it. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but anyway, we'll let you guys know and, and soon because the month is moving on whether we like it or not. Uh, in the meantime, please comment, uh, send us stuff, and talk to us, please. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You can email us at talktothecore at gmail.com. And again, that text and voicemail line is 801-471-0462. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter, uh, X, whatever the hell they call it now, uh, all the other places. I wouldn't recommend it, though. That place kind of a shit show. It's not great these days. Uh, we record every Thursday night at 4 p.m. Core at 4, at least till the clocks change. And uh, that happens uh, here live at frogpants.tv. So if you haven't joined us live, please do. We have a great chat room in here. You guys have been awesome tonight. Thank you for that. Let's throw it over to Grandma, who will tell us what we played today so that y'all can quit complaining that we don't say it enough. Grandma, take it away. 
Well, all those mashups tend to get into your brain and make you forget all the funny business that happened earlier in the show. So you're sitting there saying, why don't the boys repeat the games? Well, they don't because I'm going to tell you what they were. This is what they talked about. They talked about Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. That's the Warhammer game where you shoot zombies with a shovel. Yeah. They played Tribes 3. It was a demo. <laughs> part of the Steam Next Fest. Yeah. So don't look for a game. It's a demo, but you can play it. Yeah. You can do it for free. Yeah. Uh, Bo and John played Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, Scott played Unreal Tournament 99. Ooh. That's on a, a private Dunaway server. That's retrogib.com. You yeah. can go there. Yeah. Get your gib on. Yeah. Jib on. <laughs> <laughs> dance, a, dance a jib. Jizz. Uh, he also played Hell Card. That's the game that's Diablo and cards. Really easy. You think, what a Diablo, Hell, cards, yep. cards. Yep. There it is. You got it. John played a bunch of Next Fest demos. These are all demos. He talked about Tribes 3, Rotwood, Star Trucker, Lightyear Frontier, and then he also casually mentioned. That he's playing boxes in WWE 2K23. Didn't want to hog the spotlight. Just a quick mention with those games. Mm. Bo played Stormgate. He said it was aggressively mid. <laughs> now, the chat room said that, but Bo implied it through his words and deeds. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but you can go play. That's also a demo. Yeah. Go play it. Yeah. And you, you judge for yourself. And it made him play StarCraft 2. So it's at least that good, and he's now excited because he's going to play more Season of Discovery. So uh, yeah. there's an update. If you if you played Season of Discovery, you can get in there and you can uh, you can play the update too. <laughs> Holy shit! Grab all your Ramblies. <laughs> <laughs> She's the most <laughs> verbose grandmother we've ever had on this show. That was fantastic. Where's fast grandma? Yeah, it's verbose grandma. Nice, you've done it. Uh, well, well done, everybody. We'll be back next week with more. Until then, go play a bunch of fun games. We'll see you then. Get more at frogpants.com. Robert! All right, Robert.